it's got Star Fox Dinosaur Planet problem. When and I'll let, I'll explain that. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like I'd have sex with that pot pie. We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how honestly, I don't have time for a joke here because we have 22 Ghost Riders to talk about. Dear God. Count them. Count them. Uh. 22 <laughs> Ghost Riders, you guys. Oops, all Ghost Riders, baby. Uh. Matt, I, I only have the mental capacity for like six Ghost Riders, so you're going to have to tell me which yeah. ones are worth worth keeping my ghostwriter threshold is a baker's dozen that's it well before we started recording this episode kyle you said you only had space for four so that number's going up by the end of today it might just be at 22 we'll see he's gonna he's gonna reverse pawn stars you up to a higher price <laughs> you didn't you didn't have to call out that i p- pre-planned that joke matt that was, that was supposed to sound organic <laughs> oh boy so for those of you who haven't heard we have been taking commissions for our flavor text series over at patreon.com slash debate this cast for the low, low price of $50. You can make us learn and then regurgitate whatever lore you want. Typically, this is something we all have a varied amount of interest in, but luckily for me, my great friend Connor, known in our discord as thunder chicken has gifted me with a great opportunity. Today's flavor text is not only about my favorite subject, but will also act as punishment for all the sins of the other nerds on this call. For I, Matt Cole, am about to go through the entire 70-plus year history of my favorite comic book character, the Ghost Rider. Ooh, baby. This is your favorite subject out of, like, all possible subjects? I mean, you can be mad, Kyle, but you still have to sit through the podcast. <laughs> your jokes mean nothing to me. Okay. I was. My question was going to be... Did, did, did you Venmo Connor $50? Is that what you did? You have to tell us if you did that. No, the honest, the honest thing is that Connor DM'd me one day and said, I, I'm going to commission a flavor text. I'm between Ghost Rider and something else. And I, I don't remember what the something you else was. You blacked out when you read Ghost Rider. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and um, he was like, but I want you to pick which one. And I was like, well... Let me tell you how much joy it would bring me to do a Ghost Rider flavor text. But you have to be the one to DM mm. Andrew and tell Andrew you want a Ghost Rider flavor text. Because if I tell him you want a Ghost Rider <laughs> flavor text, they won't believe me. <laughs> Here in hell to accept their punishment today are Andrew, Phil Colson Henderson, nice. Todd, Max Parrish, Thomas, and Kyle Red Hulk Harper. And I will give a free pass to anyone who can connect those three names. Have they all been Ghost Riders? Oh, they have been Ghost Rider for like a hot minute. <laughs> Phil Coulson was Ghost Rider? Yeah, Phil Coulson was Ghost Rider. <laughs> why why have you Ghost not Rider. watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? It's so good. It's true. I it is refuse. Good. After the, I, I followed through the Terrigen bomb going off and Phil Coulson getting his hand chopped off. And then I was that's, like, I'm done with this. this. Is, that's literally like the next <gasps> episode. 
Like you, you have stood two at more the edge of the diving see. board and walked away. Yeah. Well, okay. Context. That was right around the time that they were trying to launch Inhumans, and I equated the two in my brain because they were trying to interweave but them. Season and I was four, like, I cannot. Season four is the best season. I only watched enough of the Robbie Reyes episodes to see him transform enough times that it blew their whole budget and they stopped showing him transform. <laughs> they, they totally did do that. <laughs> I do love these like comic book roles that are more of like mantles people get mm-hmm. instead yeah. of like I don't know like who they are. Like the Phoenix. Like the Phoenix, the Phoenix like Green Force Lantern these, yeah. because it allows for stupid stuff like red hulk ghost rider or (laughs) like batman green lantern or something dumb like that which is like why we're all reading comic books Mm -hmm. is so we can see phil colson as ghost rider (laughs) like (laughs) that's why you read superhero comics right that and to watch batman and superman punch each other in the face for the umpteenth time this time it'll be different though kyle it, it will, and it'll be dumb, dumber and more fun. <laughs> well, good news for you, Kyle. You've got to stick around to the end of the episode now because we end with a whole bunch of very silly people who were Ghost Rider for a hot minute and some cool art was born out of it. Uh, these... I want that more than anything else here. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the reward. That's the carrot at the end of the <laughs> stick you get if you hang on the whole time. Let's all, let's all before we dive in. Predictions for stupidest Ghost Rider plus so and so mashup. I like that. And I'm Ghost Rider and Groot are my two. <laughs> Ghost Rider Groot. Groot Rider. <laughs> I think a Reed Richards Ghost Rider would be really fun. I mean, I I've already said my favorite Ghost Rider in a different episode that I know we're gonna talk about later, so I won't say it. I think the one that I don't want, but I'm sure we got at some point, is like a Wolverine Ghost Rider. Ooh. Um, I feel like I, 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 yeah. I, that's the kind of thing that I would turn the page and go, oh, of course. <laughs> For that eight year stretch yeah. where Wolverine was everything in Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Just, well, and then they're yeah. like, wow, he's been here too many places. Let's kill him. Also make him old and time displaced. Yep. Yeah, that's pretty and then it. we'll kill him again mm-hmm. and and then kill him one more time for good measure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hate to disappoint you, but we don't get Groot Rider, Wolverine Rider, or <laughs> Reed Rider. Reed Rider. Reed Rider. Yeah, I like Reed Rider is good. Yeah. Um, anywhere. Rider Richards, today. which is Reed Richards' stupid son who plays lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if any of them have been the Ghost Rider before, but I'm sure that they probably have because everyone has been the Ghost Rider at one point or another. Reed Rider is another alias for Sue Storm. I'll stop now. Gross. Well, with that said, um, before we jump in today, let's talk about the traditional question. What do you guys know about the Ghost Rider right now before we start this podcast? I still I'm still on Reed Rider. I don't like it. (laughs) That did not leave a good feel. Um, I know that you really like Ghost Rider. That's what I know about Ghost Rider. (laughs) I'll take that. Um, I know there were two Nicolas Cage movies, and <laughs> Sam Elliott was also a ghostwriter, and, and, and he whips a fiery chain around, and whatever whatever ghostwriter rides turns into a fiery, cool, like, metal album version of that thing, and it's, it's all the best and worst parts of, like, 80s comic books rolled into, rolled into one character. Yeah, I would say all those things. And I know a couple of the the weirder alternative ghostwriters like 
the one where Ghost Rider has a baby Thanos. Um, I'm, I'm aware of that, um, which I think is stemmed from the joke of would you kill baby Thanos to change the future? And he can't. So he doesn't, um, which <laughs> I'm sure Matt will talk about. Yeah, will, stupid. Comics are stupid. Um, the only other, I think, bullet point I have on Ghost Rider is that in every Marvel beat up game, he always shows up in the hell level or the nightmare level or a Doctor Strange level. And then whoever is available instantly has to play him because he's very rad. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 He always shows up and he's like, he's like, I guess I'll help you because you're here. And you're like, yeah, man, that would be great because we're yeah. fighting a bad thing. Come to think of it. Yeah, he got he got retrofit into every single Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He also actually had his own video game in 2007. It was a tie a... movie for yeah. PS2. Yep. Yeah. Cool. It's OK. Um, Matt is, has there, I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt a lot to ask dumb questions like this. So get ready. Go ahead. Has there been a ghost? Has there been a ghost rider tank? Has there been a, a ghost rider vehicle with fiery tank treads? Um, I didn't do a lot of research about like alternative vehicles that different mm. ghost riders used. I would have a hard time believing that there hasn't been, but I don't talk about it today and I didn't see it in my research. Well, that are you are you referring to the episode we did, Kyle? Or because we literally did dry bones and I gave him a ghostwriter tank. Oh, I, I, yeah. I was not referring to that, <laughs> but good catch. Uh, my other que- follow up question. Has there been a ghostwriter helicopter? Because uh, those are the two those are the two coolest things I could think to turn into giant, giant flaming. OK, uh, so propelling propelling motions thanos had a helicopter for a little he did. while <laughs> he used it there's a there's a great scene of him in a comic book getting away from the hero by riding in a helicopter that's very <laughs> the it's the thanos copter and it's confirmed by the russo brothers that his like dual bladed um sword mm-hmm. in um endgame was a reference oh, to the Thanos copter. Which is so was. good and stupid. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Thanos has a helicopter. Ghost Rider. We'll talk about it later. But at one point was the right hand man of Thanos. So I don't mm-hmm. think it was the same continuity in which Thanos had a helicopter. But it is conceivable to believe that there has been a Ghost Rider helicopter. Um, I have a question for you, Matt. So we always do the like, what's your experience? So obviously you've loved Ghost Rider for a long time. I'm curious, what was your first entrance or uh introduction to ghost rider yeah um so it's a a weird question because like growing up i didn't read comic books but i got a lot of comic book stories from wikipedia and other forums that i hung out Mm -hmm. on you know like like a lot of people do and so i remember first reading about ghost rider oh gosh early to mid 2000s through researching X-Men and Fantastic Four and other Marvel properties, because through the 2000s, Ghost Rider didn't really have a longstanding series. He just did a bunch of miniseries and kind of popped in and out. So when I was getting into comic books, there wasn't a lot of Ghost Rider to be had. And then honestly, the 2007 Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie was the first time that Ghost Rider had really been like, put in front of me on a screen. And after that, I dove the rest of the way in and got into the rest of the lore and, and read That's some cool. of the books. And yeah, just like was really drawn to the character. Cause it was the kind of like edgy horror macabre that I was into in 2007. Um, but I liked the ultimate loner aspect, the, you know, 
try to use my curse for good aspect like yeah that that sort of thing cool todd todd i just remembered this and i have to ask you do you know who the villain was in in the ghost rider movie starring nick cage the first one wait i do know this because we talked about it and i don't remember now it's everyone's favorite prediction from the mcu show was it mephisto, mephisto. It was mephisto. oh my god yeah. we did god. talk about this guys we're gonna talk about mephisto more than we talked about mephisto all through wandavision fuck <laughs> I, I don't think no, i was listen, ready for that listeners please don't leave <laughs> please you you literally cannot have ghost rider without mephisto so we're gonna talk about mephisto a bunch oh, today um but i have one question for you guys uh, before we get into this, have any of y'all seen the 2007 Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie, Ding. the 2011 Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie, yep. Ding. or the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think it was season five that had Ghost Rider in it? Ding. Like one tenth of a ding on the last one. Oh, was, that, ding. was that season five? Am I misremembering that it's season four? To be honest, I, I don't mm. totally remember. Doesn't matter. Four, I'll, I'll ding for that third one. Okay, cool. So through this... Um, flavor text because those are the three well I, I would say the two the 2011 Ghost Rider movie barely exists but the 2007 Nick Cage <laughs> movie and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season four or five are the two probably uh, most seen Ghost Rider versions outside of comic books so I try to tie things back to those movies as touchstones mm -hmm. um, so you know if you're looking for supplemental material feel free to like pull up an imdb of those movies because i'll reference some actors correct me if i'm wrong matt i don't remember like the 20 the 2007 one was not a bad depiction it was of not ghost a Rider. bad one no it so the 2007 ghost rider movie not to get like super deep into it was a really good adaptation of the ghost rider story but pulled pieces from two different ghost riders and kind of put it together in one story and that which was, happened a lot at the time. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest criticism. But the reality is that like that 2007 Ghost Rider was a big relaunch of Ghost Rider to fans, because at that point, the story of Ghost Rider had gotten so comic booky and convoluted that following one cohesive thread from origin to big bad fight was almost impossible. And so honestly, the 2007 movie is a really good telling of a Ghost Rider story following a pretty easy to follow arc that's relatively comic accurate. It was a big thing at the time that like Mar Marvel especially, um, all the big superheroes were not the main named person in that role. So like in the comics, it was not Johnny, Johnny Blaze or Robbie Reyes. It was someone else. And that happened across the board. So the movies would take stories that involved not johnny blaze for example and then put johnny blaze into it because that was like what people who read the comics 15 years prior sure, yeah. knew but like the marvel from like 1999 to 2008 when iron man came out did not know what to do with itself and um yeah and now here we are today. It's Although, the big, like biggest media franchise in the world. It, it didn't cry, it didn't cross my mind, but like fuck, the that Ghost Rider movie was only a year before Iron Man came out. That's wild. Yeah. And then the yeah. second one oh. was after was after Iron Man oh. Two came out. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, we did a whole sidebar about the Ghost Rider movies. Yeah. The 2011 movie is really bad. We'll talk about the comic book that it was based on today, and I'll clue you in a little bit about why it was so bad. The first Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie 
holds up relatively well. The CGI mm-hmm. looks good. The storytelling is decent. Nick Cage is not completely unhinged. Like for a movie that came out a year before Iron Man, I would say it holds up decently well against Iron Man. I mean, it doesn't have John Favreau directing, so it's not mm-hmm. the Robert Downey Jr. powerhouse, but it is not the worst of the pre-MCU Marvel movies by any means. I caught it I caught it on like FX or whatever station plays it all the time two or three years ago and yeah it's it holds up it's solid story plot good you know flaming motorcycle that got done really well and again sam elliott rides like a flaming horse and that's all you need in a ghost rider story for me the only thing i want to add before you dump this hot uh spirit of vengeance on us matt um looking at the imdb page looks like part of the soundtrack there was a song called broken spoke and it was performed by Spider Bait, which is that band that did the cover of Black Betty, right? Yes. And they also covered Ghost Riders in the Sky for that movie in what I think is my favorite scene in comic book movie history, if I'm being completely honest. Is that when he's riding side by side with Sam Elliott? Yeah, and it's, there's it's that the flaming shirt. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is almost like taken almost frame for frame out of the comic books, which is really cool. Have anyone who's seen these movies name three scenes and that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's hop into the lore, baby. Uh, <laughs> listeners, there will be. He's so an, happy. I'm so excited, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there will be an Imgur link uh, to the pictures referenced in this document. It will be in the show notes. Uh, these poor nerds have a Google Doc because I didn't have time to put an Imgur link together for them. So if you hear me say Google Doc, what I mean is Imgur. But nerds, let's go. So. First, we are going to talk about the very first iteration of a character called Ghost Rider, which was way back in 1948, 10 years after Action Comics number one hit the newsstands, readers met the very first Ghost Rider in Tim Holt number 11, a Western Frontier comic released by Magazine Enterprises. And you can see this Ghost Rider in picture number one. He is a cowboy-ass cowboy. Yep. Yep. And a ghost-ass writer. <laughs> he's he's going to try to get me to smoke a cigarette right now and tell me it's cool. Yeah, so this was the late 40s, early 50s. Western frontier media was huge in America, uh, and this story is no different. It was created by Ray Crank and Dick Ayers. Dick Ayers is super influential throughout Marvel mm-hmm. history, wrote for Fantastic Four, Tales of Suspense, which turned into Captain America, Tales to Astonish, which became Incredible Hulk, Ant-Man, Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. Like Dick Ayers is a big name in Marvel history. And correct me if I'm wrong, this predates most of the like Spider-Man and Fantastic Four and the like, right? Yes, this Mm -hmm. Marvel did not exist. Um, Yeah, say predates Marvel. Yeah. So this is DC is the only name from this era of comics that is around still today. So. The character Rex Fury was known as the Calico Kid. He was a Western costume cowboy hero who on, and I feel bad saying this, but I'm going to say it. This was 1948 on his black horse, Ebony, with his quote unquote Chinese boy helper sing song. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. This is also, this is even before Marvel was doing Fing Fang Foom. Yeah. They're like <laughs> giant dragons. So yeah. Yeah. And they, they fought gunslingers, outlaws, and 
incredibly racially insensitive oh, Native sure. American stereotypes uh, with the likes of movie hero Tim Holt. That's why this man's going to give me a cigarette. Yeah. Again, yeah. you know, like this was 1948. Um, yeah. These comics are actually in public domain now and have been reprinted, hmm. uh, but you can read them online if you do the right Google searching. I did read Tim Holt number 11. It's cool. It's fun. It's super racist. So if you're going to read it, just <laughs> be ready because it's super racist. The only thing I think that could drive this home as being like the most product of his time is if you tell me there was an entire arc where he like busts up a union or something. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it sounds very much like those old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the second story of Tim Holt number 11 features the Calico Kid being thrown off a waterfall into what is called the Devil's Sink. He survives after he is spit into an underground cave. After escaping the cave, Fury decides to ride again as the Ghost Rider and kills Bart Lasher, the man who tried to kill him and killed his first horse. So the powers and abilities of Rex Fury, the first Ghost Rider, he's got cowboy powers, you know, sharp shoot. Power of cowboy. (laughs) He's cowboy. Uh, he's got a super can roll a cigarette with one hand. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, he's got a super fast white horse named Spectre. He glows in the dark by wearing white clothes covered in phosphorus. Uh, he makes his head and hands float with the black side of his cape. Basically, one side of his cape is phosphorus. One side of it's just black and he only appears at night. So he can make it look like he's a floating head because that's. Cool. Sure. Uh, he also has a black bullwhip so he can yoink people magically because, again, it's nighttime and you can't see black things in the nighttime in 1948. So there you go. So he doesn't even have powers. He's just a, an illusionist. Well, he's got cowboy well, powers. Cowboy Kyle. powers, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. He's got cowboy <laughs> powers and he is an illusionist cowboy. Uh, so this version of the Ghost Rider. That would Rider, be an awesome d character. <laughs> uh, he was inspired by the Headless Horseman. From the Legend of Sleepy Hollow and the Vaughn Monroe record Ghost Riders in the Sky. So in 1952, Ayers began freelancing at Atlas Comics and was there through its transition to Marvel Comics. Ayers began working with Jack Kirby at Atlas and became Kirby's second anchor at Marvel. Like many horror characters, Ghost Rider was abandoned by Magazine Enterprises after the founding of the Comics Code Authority in 1954 but after the trademark to the character's name and motif lapsed, Marvel Comics called up Ayers to launch their new horror-free version of Ghost Rider. We talk indirectly so much about the Comics Code Authority yeah. that like, eventually oh. we're going to do a sidebar on the Comics Code Authority. I, I think we have to. I mean, it's one of the most... It's one of the most shaping things mm-hmm. in comics. Like, yeah. so much of that era of comics... Even things like Batman's no killing code yeah. and stuff, all all is because the government felt the need to step in <laughs> a bunch of white and men, regulate comic books. A bunch of white men were like, these comic books are are ruining our children's lives, not our actual bad parenting. Couldn't well, be that. It's because a lot of the authors were Jewish too. It's a big Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Because yep. these these characters and tights are going to change things. No. Well, yep. <laughs> So with that story, save for another flavor text, let's move on to Carter Slade. So this is Marvel's first Ghost Rider. It's in 1967. This is picture number two. Seen this guy before. Seen this one. Yeah. So this debuted in Ghost Rider number one and is technically 
the first appearance of Marvel's Ghost Rider. But the character was renamed to the Phantom Rider in 1970. I have 1972 here, but that's not right. It's 1974. Was renamed to the Phantom Rider in 1974. Carter Slade is the only Phantom Rider to be called Ghost Rider, but a reprint canonically called Slade the Phantom Rider. So that's really confusing. Okay. But the Phantom Rider is a character that still exists in Marvel Comics and mm. still does things. And I really don't like the character. I think they've done really terrible things recently with Phantom Rider. And it's kind of a bummer. But Carter Slade is like the only person to be both the Ghost Rider and the Phantom Rider. Actually does a couple of stories uh, with Johnny Blaze. Goes forward in time to pres- possess his descendant to help Johnny Blaze. Sure. Johnny Blaze goes back in time to help revive him <laughs> as the Phantom. It's yeah. they did a ding a ding dang time yeah. paradox. Time, is what yeah, they did. So Carter Slade officially is the Phantom Rider, but Marvel is pretty like wink wink nudge nudge that he also got it owns that Ghost Rider name um, as well. Quick quick question, just high level, like what are, what's the major difference between the two, Ghost and Phantom Rider? I just looked it up because I had the same question. Phantom Rider is just like that wears a phosphorus suit, does cool okay. whip, trips, whip tricks at night. Power of Cowboy. Of like, yep, Power, Power of, of Cowboy. Cowboy's character okay. so that they could ha- tell cowboy st- cool cowboy stories still, but but not use the Ghost Rider name, cool. yeah. basically. So who, <clears throat> excuse me, who... Carter Slade is as Ghost Rider continues on as Phantom Rider through Marvel Comics. He's got a nearly identical costume to the Ghost Rider from Magazine Enterprises, but they added a full face mask. Uh, He was given the outfit and his horse by a Native American medicine man named Flaming Star. Powers and not great. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't get better. Powers and abilities are similar to. Rex Fury from the magazine Enterprises run. And this person, Carter Slade, is Sam Elliott in the 2007 Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay. So he is Carter Slade, whose backstory is rewritten a little bit. He also, so the in the movie, they kind of merged Carter Slade with this character named Caretaker who is another character in Ghost Rider lore, who we're not going to talk about a bunch because it gets super convoluted. Uh, But Sam Elliott kind of plays both of those roles in the 2007 Ghost Rider movie, which is why it's really cool when he's got, when he does that, like I got one ride left in me. Uh, It's, it's really cool because that is the original Ghost Rider, both in the movie and canonically. And that's fun for fans. That is cool. Yeah. Um, There is a Spider-Man cartoon that has Phantom Rider in it, and in that continuity, it is an alternate universe Ben Parker as oh. Phantom Rider. Because they go to a Western world and meet a Western Spider-Man, and then there's Phantom Rider Ben Parker. And I'm very confused. What? Is this the, the 90s Spider-Man? Sp- Spider-Man? No, Spider's Men? This is like... Spider's Men? Like, late... 2000s early okay. 2010s because mm-hmm. i i've been trying to pick out which weird disney plus cartoon that i want to watch will be worth my time and it was <laughs> almost i didn't realize the old spider this is not important the old spider-man run from the 90s is literally like 
you're dropped right in. Here we go. Like it doesn't really mess they around. All are. Yeah. All. yeah, yeah, uh, they they all are. All of those Spider-Man cartoons just kind of like, yeah, you you know it. His his uncle died, and he <laughs> yeah. got bit by a and he got bit by a radioactive you don't, spider. You don't need to see see um the the parents of Batman die on this. You got it. You know. you yeah. you start with the deep cuts too. That I started watching that the nineties one. It's it's honestly holds up. Like I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, I'm convinced. Sorry, Matt. This is your time. <laughs> All right. So moving on from Carter Slade and the Phantom Rider, in 1972, Marvel decided to take the moniker of Ghost Rider in a different direction. So the Western character was renamed first to Knight Rider, which was, oops, a nickname for the KKK. Yeah. Uh, then they oops. switched it to Phantom Rider in 1974. Meanwhile, <clears throat> writer Gary Friedrich editor-in-chief Roy Thomas and artist Mike Plug dreamt up a possible daredevil villain called Stuntmaster who was workshopped into a flaming skull-headed motorcyclist. This character would become the new iteration of Ghost Rider. Stuntmaster is like right up there with Stiltman. It <laughs> sucks. I'm surprised. Yeah, Stuntmaster seems like the perfect like low-grade villain that should be worked into every like video game like comic book video oh yeah game. Real like, you mean like arcade like arcade is yes yeah like <laughs> like shocker is yeah. or like you know like just yeah. just an early villain and they do they do cool flips and it's a super annoying <laughs> boss fight because they're impossible to hit because they're doing stunts all the time like perfect early i think kyle just wants to talk about spider-man guys <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> Stuntmaster started as basically Evil Knievel. Like, I don't know what else to call him, except they're like, hey, can we put Evil Knievel in this comic? Uh, and there is a huge debate between between betwixt, betwixt those three guys about who actually created Ghost Rider and specifically mm -hmm. whose idea it was for the Flaming Skullhead. And I believe that it's Gary Friedrich who is like currently threatening to sue the other two and Marvel for claiming that he did not come up with the flaming head idea. It doesn't matter, but whatever. I love that. That's 50 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what? There was an evil Knievel comic and I wouldn't be surprised if Stuntmaster was made just to like compete with. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause that tracks. That was a thing. So that brings us to 1972 and the introduction of Johnny Blaze, who is your Ghost Woo! Rider through 1983. It's the Ghost Rider you know. He's picture number three in the documents. And when I say he's the Ghost Rider you know, Johnny Blaze is the name of the character that Nick Cage plays in the 2007 Ghost Rider movie. Although that Johnny Blaze is much more similar to Danny Ketch, who we will talk about next. But... In Marvel Spotlight's number five in 1972, Johnny Blaze's Ghost Rider was revealed and debuted, and after a short run in Marvel Spotlight's, received a self-titled series, Ghost Rider, Volume 2, in 1973. Now, Johnny Blaze is the Ghost Rider with the most lore, because he has been around the longest, and thus, his story is impossibly convoluted. And I am not going to try and thread the needle and take you through all of Johnny Blaze's story from 1972 to now, um, because it will be longer than the FNAF flavor text and harder to follow. So that's not what we're going to do today. <laughs> Perfect. Basically, from here going forward, 
what we're gonna do is basic backstory, powers and abilities, and a couple of major story arcs of the major Ghost Riders in the Marvel continuity. So, jumping in on Johnny Blaze, here's that backstory for you. He is the son of Barton Blaze and Naomi Kale, who starred in a Quentin Carnival stunt show with Craig Crash Simpson. Mom walks out, takes Johnny's brother and sister with her. That last line was from a retcon and got added later. Hmm. Barton Blaze dies in a stunt, and Johnny is adopted by Crash Simpson and his wife Mona. They have a daughter named Roxanne, who will be a longtime on and off love interest for Johnny. That is Eva Mendez in the 2007 movie. His adopted stepsister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So cool. Not in the movie. <laughs> they left. They left the sister part yeah, out of the movie. Understandably. Sure. But yeah, it is. Yep. I think the line from Wikipedia was their relationship moves past familial. And I was like, wow, what a terrible <laughs> way to say that. I don't like that at all. Nah, I didn't Neat. want that. Yeah. So Johnny Blaze joined the Crash family or the Simpson family and joined the Crash Simpson stunt cycle extravaganza traveling stunt show. Because That's got some. Keep going. You're fine. Uh, I was just going to say. <laughs> because Crash had become a father figure to Johnny Blaze. That's got some big uh, Robin origin. Like the. Yeah. The. the yeah. 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 Mm hmm. So Crash Simpson comes down with life threatening cancer and Johnny turns to the occult to save his life. As one does. Yeah. I mean. As one does. Yeah. Johnny attempted to summon Satan, but actually summoned WandaVision star Mephisto. (laughs) (laughs) Ralph Boner. (laughs) To whom he sold his soul in return for Crash's cancer to be cured. Real quick. Yeah. What if you could just summon Satan? Like, how fucking cool is that? (laughs) That's, see, there's a lot of stories where someone summons a demon Mm -hmm. and, and I, it's hard. You can't it's summon hard. demons. They don't typically yeah. end well. They're not summonable. They're not they're not good summons. Can't just drop an at here in the demons group chat. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> well, you can't even just draw a pentagram and light some candles. Like yeah. back in my day. It's harder, than, it's harder than they make it look. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So after Johnny sold his soul in return for Crash's cancer to be cured. And I'm sure Crash like lived a very full, healthy, long life. A long and happy life of about 24 hours because he died in a motorcycle stunt like the <sighs> next day. No one's ever made a deal with the devil. No. And it's just like, fine. It's just normal. The after. deal is exactly yeah. what you imagined and you'll never see me again. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the devil dances off stage. Mm-hmm. And if you do it right, you get a gold fiddle. <laughs> yeah. That is basically the story, origin story of the 2007 Nick Cage Ghost Rider cut out some of the family swapping and the, you know, keep the parent issues and kill the dad after his cancer is cured. And you've got the 2007 Nick Cage movie. But in the comics, Johnny confronted Mephisto about not keeping up with his end of the deal. But Roxanne drove away Mephisto with the purity of her love. I don't know. 1970s comic bullshit, whatever. Mephisto bonded blaze with the demon Zarathos as an act of revenge. This turned Blaze into a leather-clad skeleton with a flaming head called Ghost Rider. Question. Johnny, Important oh, question. Right, yep, go Does ahead. the leather come with Zarathos? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know why, but the answer to your question is yes. It's, 
Sick. It's part of the curse. Yeah. <laughs> the leather is part of the curse. <laughs> You're going to get so sweaty and yeah. be so Have uncomfortable. you worn a full leather suit? Especially, it's uncomfortable. Especially not Have on fire. Have you worn a full leather suit? <laughs> we don't need to get into that today, Todd. <laughs> uh, so Zarathos is an important name. It'll come back. Uh, so tuck that one in your pocket for later. Johnny kept his soul, but was forced to punish the wicked and evil upon Mephisto's demand. Whenever he was in the presence of evil, he would transform into Ghost Rider, exact the devil's revenge, and return the evil to hell. Blaze was not completely lost in the transformation and would help the innocent when they were in danger. And that is the basic backstory of Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. All right. So getting on. Okay. Yeah, right. It's it's not it's it's easy enough to follow. It gets mm-hmm. worse at this point. It's easy enough to follow. <laughs> does he actually? I do have a question. Does he? Yeah. Does he like when he? Does he like Hulk out, or does he know what he? Is he like sentient when he's when he's in demon mode? Are are Johnny Blaze and the Spirit of Vengeance two separate personalities? Thank or, you, Kyle. Or are they mm-hmm. one and the same? So that's a great question. We'll get into that a little bit more later. But a very common running through line of Ghost Rider stories is that there is a battle over control of the physical body between whatever the spirit of vengeance is and the host. So in 1972, when it's first written, Johnny blaze is ghost rider. He has some level of sentience with ghost rider after he transforms, but it's sort of a blind rage thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then as that arc goes on, Zarathos becomes more and more defined as his own entity and personality. Do they ever reach a, a mutual agreement and respect a la Smart Hulk in uh, Endgame? Not in this story arc, uh, but we've got 50 okay. more years to get through. All right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's get on to powers and abilities for the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider. I have a brief quote here from the Wikipedia. I have no idea what this quote is from. It was not cited. There's no footnote. I just really so like it's, this it's quote. The thing, it's the thing that all of our teachers warned us about. Yeah. Um, so let me just read this quote for you. As a primal agent of heaven, empowered by the spirits of vengeance, created by the power of God himself ages past to enact vengeance upon the sinners of mankind, Johnny Blaze is one of the most powerful entities within the mortal and immortal realms. I think that's from Deuteronomy. Which, let, <laughs> let me say, I went to Catholic school for 12 years. Ghost Rider never came up in all my, in all my religion classes. The spirit of vengeance never once was on a test, in a, te- in a book, nothing. So I'm, I'm questioning the, the legitimacy of... Yeah, I need that footnote is what I need. (laughs) Me too, man. Um, And, you know, like Johnny Blaze, because he is around forever, does end up becoming a super high level, a high power level Marvel being. But this quote is very unfounded and it made me laugh. So going back to the 1972 Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider, he has a human form, but transforms into the Ghost Rider in the presence of evil. He has a flaming motorcycle that can travel faster than conventional vehicles and can go like straight up or glide on water. Projecting hellfire is his main weapon. He's got superhuman strength and reflexes, total invulnerability to physical damage, and he is made of pure hellfire and thus can regenerate limbs and heal super fast. All right. This all reads, and I'm guessing this is where the the quote, the unquote, un- 
credited quote comes from this all reads out of like again that marvel like ultimate encyclopedia where they always conclude like well i guess if you extrapolate their powers out to their fullest ability this person is also a god and Mm -hmm. and the most powerful person in the marvel universe like the 15 other people we called the most powerful marvel uh, character in the universe like which yeah like if you extrapolate out yeah they're sent here from god himself so i guess they're the most powerful one too sure like (laughs) put them in put them in that far right category over there of powers because they got all of them Mm -hmm. so let's get on to some major story arcs of johnny blaze uh, when his series first started, he was partners with Son of Satan Damon Hellstrom on and off for like a while to fight actual Satan and stuff. Hmm. Uh, he- <laughs> are, sorry, Satan and Mephisto are two separate entities. Satan and Mephisto are two separate entities. Okay. Unfortunately. Um, that is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Basically, Mephisto has long time been Marvel's version of the devil. And so when you think of United States, American Christian Satan, that's Mephisto in the Marvel realm. Yeah. Satan is another demon in the Marvel universe who is not cool. Our Satan. Yeah, it sucks. It doesn't matter. Damon Hellstrom is his kid and Damon Hellstrom and Ghost Rider are buddies. It, cool. That is to say they could feasibly cast Mephisto in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They will likely not cast Satan. We likely yes. not see <laughs> Satan on stage getting punched by by Smart Hulk. Uh, Johnny Blaze also palled around with this guy called the Friend, who is actually Hippie Jesus. Ghost Rider almost <laughs> became a born again Christian here, but that arc was scratched. And I'm 100 um, percent serious. We will also likely not see someone be cast as a born as a the Friend as Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, just so Paul Rudd can share tacos with them. <laughs> I would love to see Marvel put the friend and have him look exactly like white evangelical Jesus in the MCU and and say nothing about it. Yes, I'm sure Marvel that's owned by Disney will be real (laughs) quick to jump to that one. Well, and that was basically what happened. The writer on the arc, his name was Tony Isabella. He wrote, I don't remember, it was like seven or nine issues of Ghost Rider working with this guy called the friend who kept him safe from Satan's power. Um, And this Tony Isabella's idea for this arc was at the very end to reveal that the friend has been Jesus all along. And then Ghost Rider (laughs) accepts the power of Christ and becomes even stronger because now he is hell's tool but has accepted heaven and the editors read that and were like, absolutely not. And changed the final issue. Uh, Thank and God. friend was just a guy. And that strikes me as like, you know, if you're reading this and you're not religious, you read that thread and you're like, I don't want this. If you're reading that and you are very religious, also, you probably don't want this. Like no mm. one is happy except for this one writer. I don't who's know. Like, I got it. Nobody that isn't Kirk Cameron doesn't like that. Yeah. Kirk. Cam- See, I was, was going to say Cameron. a lot of people in my in my youth group would have eaten would have eaten that up, would have just been like, oh, he we love Ghost Rider because he accepts Jesus into his heart. And is and wears a cape, is a superhero, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think for some people, it's the best of both worlds. Those are the people who Cyclops is their favorite X Men. 
Hey. So, <laughs> Cyclops gets a bad rap. Justice for Cyclops 2021. But <laughs> Sorry, Matt. But keep going. That's not this podcast. <laughs> so moving on for a while, Johnny Blaze was a movie stuntman as a day job. Uh, Tony Isabella also wrote Ghost Rider onto a team with Angel, Iceman, Hercules, and Black Widow called hmm. the Champions. That's such a weird combination. It's such a weird combination. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't. Would it? Yeah. You gave me two and I couldn't guess three and I wouldn't have guessed four. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I can't recognize that pattern. <laughs> yeah. So these books were bad and only made it 17 issues, although they fought Godzilla once. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> cool. But Ghost Rider wasn't what? there in that issue. <laughs> if you, yeah, if you gave me the five people on the champions and then told me asked me to guess a villain they guess they fought once and gave me 20 guesses i would not have guessed godzilla in 50 of them current like, 2021 <laughs> movie star godzilla <laughs> highest grossing movie since the pandemic uh started godzilla and king kong go on so after a couple years with the champions uh which actually so like okay i gotta go on this diatribe for a second everybody the whole complaint about the champions was like what the fuck are these five people doing together yeah like how did they yeah. did they all miss five of different flights and yeah. somehow <laughs> it was like you five we need you and so in like gosh i don't remember 2011 maybe in some x-men comic angel is doing like a tv interview and they ask him about the champions and That's he's awesome. like, hey, you shouldn't judge us on like how long we were together. You should judge us by all the people we saved and all the good we did. And the champions was a good thing. And that's the last thing that has been said about the that. champions. Amazing. I would have I would I love it. And I would have only loved it more if like Marvel called up the stats of the people they saved. And it's like, actually, the champions <laughs> got 20 people killed yeah. or something like <laughs> Or, or if they would have been like, would you like to, uh, would you like to go any deeper on the champions? Champions, and Angel would have said, I would not, thank you. Please, next question. <laughs> I was gonna say it's just a pet peeve of mine when when comic books feel the need to call, bring back the, these old callouts of a group that had seventeen issues in its run when it's just as easy to to ignore it altogether. Forget right? it no ever one, happened. No one was asking for Marvel to to retcon where the champions went just right. forget it happened and leave it dead because that's that's horrible uh, that, those five people in a group together of course it, yeah of course it failed after 17 issues that's that's garbage yeah it's super bad no that's a that's a pretty funny movie from 2007 uh, written by <laughs> seth rogan all right kudos well well played so after a couple of years with the champions uh, Ghost Rider met Morbius, the living vampire, Man-Thing, and Werewolf by Night. They, this feels a bit better. This, yeah. This, yeah. Hijinks uh, ensued. I don't know. I see the through line there. Yeah. yeah. Ghost Rider just had to, he had to go through a phase to find himself, and then he kind of got it figured out. So here is the end of the Ghost Rider Johnny Blaze arc up around 1983. Zarathos and Johnny have both been growing stronger and stronger and come to battle for Johnny's physical body. In the finale of this run, longtime Ghost Rider villain Centurius shows up after Zarathos and Johnny Blaze have been fighting and traps Blaze's soul in Centurius's soul crystal. Zarathos uses all of its energy to free Blaze 
and traps itself in the crystal with Centurius to finish him off. And that frees Johnny from the curse of being the Ghost Rider. Hmm. Interesting. So that is okay. the end of the first major Ghost Rider arc as far as Ghost Rider, a flaming skull on a motorcycle. Cool. Oh, Centurius is horrifying to look at. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the early villains from the Ghost Rider story were after they got the go ahead to go back to horror, they went straight back to horror. Yeah. Tough to look at. Yeah. Yeah. So after Johnny Blaze was separated from Zarathos, Ghost Rider as a character disappeared for a little while, but the spirit of vengeance was reintroduced in 1990. This new Ghost Rider leaned into the 90s comic style and solidified the modern power set of the character. If you know Ghost Rider from any of the 90s cartoons, this is the Ghost Rider that you know. Is this the one with the with the fire chain whip? Yes, this is the first okay. Ghost Rider with a chain whip. That's all I care about. My, right? The, chain, the fire chain whip is my favorite part about Ghost Rider. Yeah, easy. The, like, give me, give me the flaming skull the motorcycle with fire flame tires and the whip and the chain whip. And that's ghost rider to me. I don't care what his name is or who he's fighting. (laughs) I just need, I need those three things. Mm -hmm. That's ghost rider, baby. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you take those three things, you add in the penance stare and that's pretty much it. Like that's the whole character. I don't need the penance stare because it's too much like the Care Bear stare, but, but man, for, for edgy teens. It's kind of it's kind of the opposite of the Care Bear stare. I, think. I just uh, nope, it's the same thing. Now I'm just imagining Ghost Rider projecting the penance stare out of his belly. Out of his <laughs> oh gosh! So picture number four in the document is Danny catches Ghost Rider. Uh, this is his premiere. Ghost Rider, Volume 3, Number 1. Um, again, picture number four in the document. It was released in 1990, and he maintained his self-titled issues through number 93 in 1998. Danny catches the writer, not the writer? Correct. Okay. Yes. Danny catches lore is a little bit more straightforward than Johnny Blaze's, but does feature like a retcon or two that make it kind of hard to follow. So, Danny catches basic backstory he was born in brooklyn he has a sister named barbara they were out riding around brooklyn one day and were attacked by gangsters and barbara was severely injured by a villain named death watch who looks sort of like brack from space ghost coast to coast but is a demon what i did not put that picture in the document so go ahead and google marvel death watch and you will see that he looks a little bit like brack from space ghost um, here for listeners, never said this live before, here for all Brack content. He um, definitely, definitely does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks a little bit like Brack. I, I saw the name Death Watch and I was like, who's Death Watch? And I clicked on his Wikipedia page. I was like, oh, looks kind of like Brack. So we're all we're all aware that that Space Ghost Coast to Coast is not the first iteration Right, it's not yeah. the originator yeah, 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 yeah. of character yeah. of those characters. It's right? like Harvey. Oh, yeah. It's like Harvey Birdman. Harvey Birdman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, while we're while we're doing this stupid thing we're doing, uh, Death Watch also became an enemy of Wolverine's after Logan encountered some of his men in Madripoor, which is a thing we talked about every stupid week of our D Plus show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they were injured by a villain named Death Watch, who sort of looks like Brack but is a demon. Danny escaped to a graveyard 
where he found a motorcycle with a mystic sigil on its gas cap. (laughs) Better get on it. And when Danny touched it, he was transformed into the Ghost Rider. Now, Ghost Rider beat the gangsters, but was unable to save Barbara, who slipped into a coma. And in the beginning of this arc, Danny could only transform into Ghost Rider when innocent blood was spilled and he touched the sigil on his motorcycle. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So powers and abilities of Danny Ketch's Ghost Rider. All the powers Johnny Blaze has. Same stuff. All those powers included in this Patreon tier of Danny Ketch's (laughs) (laughs) Um, He also debuted Ghost Rider's finishing move, his main thing, the Penance Stare, in Ghost Rider number four, 1990. So the Penance Stare is a big, whether you hate it or not, Kyle, is like the big through line of Ghost Rider. It is his ultimate weapon. He, when he looks into the eyes of victims, forces them to feel all of the pain and evil they've caused at once, which Mm. burns their soul. Danny Ketch has shown some ability to limit its output, sort of like Cyclops with his glasses, but this is pretty rare. It works on pretty much everyone except those lacking regret or sometimes eyes. Sometimes if you have more than two eyes or (laughs) no eyes, he can't use the penance stare, but sometimes he can. I don't know. Hand wave. (laughs) Notably, people that the penance stare doesn't work on, Thanos, the Punisher, Deadpool, and Venom have all survived the penance stare. I think actually that's my biggest issue with the penance stare because I did know that like people have... You know, he's tried it on people and been like, it doesn't work on me because I'm so edgy. And I I kind of like that because the idea is like they don't feel remorse. So if you're going to attack somebody by making them feel guilty, that's kind of neat. And in my I mind, like the only limiting factor being not having eyes, actually. <laughs> that, that, is way, why. that is inarguably way better. Yes, you're right. I like that being a better <laughs> like weakness is like, oh, no, this doesn't work because you yeah. don't have eyes. Well, see, looking at Thanos, the Punisher, Deadpool and Venom, one of those is not like the other. And in my mind, when he like figured out Deadpool, it was in a series of like, like, he used it on Thanos and it didn't work because he had no soul. He used it on the Punisher and it didn't work because he has no remorse. And then he does it on Deadpool and, Dead- and you hear Ryan Reynolds' voice going, hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was neat. Yeah, there's like a, a weird, that weird might not be the, the right word because there's kind of a like deep reasoning in the comics of like why the Punisher and Deadpool are, aren't affected and it's, you know, their mental well-being doesn't, allow them mm-hmm. to feel remorse for the things they've done. It's it's very deep. Thanos is like weird. There's a whole arc where Thanos holds, keeps the skull of the Ghost Rider like in a liquor cabinet and takes it out once a day to <laughs> pen and stare himself because it's kind of erotic for him. Um, cool. Venom is Venom. And that was all Venom in the thinks. lead up to make us realize how like how scary Thanos is. Yeah. Venom I kind of get because Venom isn't like always sentient. Right. And like, so like wouldn't be sentient to feel remorse. I kind of get that. And I kind of get the Punisher because the Punisher's whole thing is like, I always feel all the pain of everything I do because <laughs> I'm, I'm the Punisher and I, I hate myself. So like making him feel it again wouldn't add, wouldn't be a pun. It wouldn't be worse because he's, he's all he's his whole thing it. is he, he always feels it. But that like when you start do, letting I guess I just hate that Deadpool 
is immune to it because comics Deadpool is stupid sometimes and and that's all I have to say on it. Maybe I don't like Deadpool. Maybe I don't like Deadpool. <laughs> you know what, Kyle? For what it's worth, I also hate that Deadpool is immune to the penance stare. I also don't like Deadpool. Um, he's one of my least favorite comic book characters, so I, I very much level with you on that being stupid. Like the Ryan Reynolds movies are fun, mm-hmm. but maybe I hate Deadpool. Yeah. Well, and yeah, the I other thing, know. the other thing about Venom too is depending on when he was penance stared. Um, They've done so much weird retcon with the Venom symbiote from where it started as a fun Spider-Man costume (laughs) to now null the person who is like destroying the entire Marvel universe and was just recently somewhat stopped by uh, the mighty Thor, like Jane Foster's Valkyrie. Like (laughs) they've they've done so much shit with that, that who even knows the rules on symbiotes anymore? They retconned the emblem on his chest to be like, oh, no, that's not a spider. That's a dragon. The tail's yeah. tail's just not there. It's a drag. Oh, you yeah. lost me on that last part. Hey, uh, listeners, if you want me, if you want me to do a, uh, if you want me to do a flavor text Please over uh, the Venom symbiote, if you let want me know. Todd to do a hate a hate cast of of <laughs> Venom, give us fifty dollars. So to wrap up the penance stare, yeah. it renders victims either completely catatonic or totally incinerates them in hellfire. Danny Ketch was also the first Ghost Rider to wield a Hellfire-imbued chain whip that does all sorts of comic booky things, like growing in length, being a spear, spinning fast enough to be a drill, breaking into, indi- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> breaking into indi- individual pieces and being thrown like shirkins. Stupid. Yeah. Chain whip. All right. The Hellfire chain whip being like a, a sonic screwdriver type type weapon is amazing sure <laughs> yeah it does whatever we need it to and to to advance the plot along sure why not approved danny catch's bike is also notable for having a battering ram head and is more futuristic than johnny blazes uh he also has to or he also seems to have more like hellfire bending abilities than johnny blaze but it's kind of wishy-washy i love the phrase hellfire bending me too. I also, if if Marvel hadn't used the name Danny Blaze or Danny Ketch, I'm sorry, in 1990 when they did, Danny Ketch totally would have been their like Pokemon ripoff character. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into a couple major story arcs of Danny Ketch. So his sister Barbara is eventually killed by Blackout, making Blackout and Ghost Rider mortal enemies. Blackout comes back a lot. Um, we're not going to talk about him a ton today. He's a really interesting villain. Uh, he was Johnny Whitworth in the 2011 Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance movie. No disrespect to Johnny Whitworth. His scenes are arguably some of the worst in the movie. Nice. That movie sucks. Don't watch it. Um, <laughs> Danny Ketch is kidnapped by Johnny Blaze, who has just been like doing stuff for a while. Blaze believes Ketch to be the new host of Zarathos, but is convinced that he is not Zarathos, and they become friends. And then they team up to form the Spirits of Vengeance, a team consisting of Danny Ketch, Ghost Rider, and Johnny Blaze, not Ghost Rider, but riding a Hellfire bike with a Hellfire shotgun. I just love that Johnny Blaze could have gotten out of the game. He could have just, like, 
went home and, and yeah. done the whole Hawkeye get a farm. Yeah, start but a then they said, but then they said, if you do this, you get a a shotgun that shoots Hellfire. Fair. And I was like, yeah, okay, I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah, like that's amazing. I, I want the Hellfire shotgun in everything. Yeah, I want I want Matt to keep going because I see what his notes say next. So. After the Spirits of Vengeance is formed, Ghost Rider formed the Midnight Suns in Ghost Rider Volume 3, number 28, came out in 1992. And the Midnight Suns was a huge success for Marvel and actually received its own family imprint from December of 93 through August of 94 and had storylines running deep into the 90s. So if you're unfamiliar with family imprints, basically what that means is that every individual character who was part of the midnight suns when they had their own books whether it was a direct tie into midnight suns or not had a midnight suns imprint on the nice Nice. okay okay uh and some people call the midnight suns the first official family imprint in marvel comics but that's Mm. kind of disputed and i don't go into it much notable og members of the midnight suns include danny ketch johnny blaze Blade, Morbius the Living Vampire, and Doctor Strange. Okay. Can we all agree that we want this in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I know Matt yeah. does, but yeah. I want this I want this movie. This is the only sure. way that I'm going to enjoy seeing Morbius on the big screen. And if it's not Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Both both those things. Yeah. Um I just want to say people arguing over whether or not like Midnight Suns was the first like imprint family imprint series is super a 90s like comic nerd can i ask a dumb question what does that mean family imprint so like i said basically any comic that comes out with any of the characters in the midnight suns gets a midnight suns logo on the front oh oh oh, gotcha yeah yeah, so it's it's like it's a part of got it so like the argument would be like if there had been a i don't know if there was like a, a johnny storm solo comic that would have gotten a fantastic didn't family didn't x-men fo- fantastic. x-men didn't do they, they don't count x-men like that because they weren't they doing like the 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 side the side missions in the 70s i th- that's exactly doesn't matter. why this it doesn't matter x-men and avengers are the yeah. two big arguments and like i don't know what the counter against the avengers is i think the counter against the X-Men is that none of the mutants are solo character enough to not just be X-Men comics. I don't know. It's 90s comic book nerd bullshit. It does not matter. Yep. That's let's, exactly let's that's exactly on. why the argument exists. Yeah. One last fun note about the Midnight Suns. Uh, I think in 2016, the writer of Moon Knight suggested that he would be interested in relaunching the Midnight Suns. And uh, the existence of the Midnight Suns was honestly the reason that I was the most disappointed that we didn't get Mephisto in WandaVision. Because like Mm. I said, you can't have Ghost Rider without Mephisto. You can't have the Midnight Suns without Ghost Rider. And I desperately want the Midnight Suns. Anyway, other important storylines. They're playing playing the long game, Matt. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Disney's going to need content till the end of time. Yeah. You'll get Midnight Suns eventually. This is mostly just me weeping over the canceled Ghost Rider show that was supposed to come to Hulu in 2020. Anyway, mm-hmm. Danny Ketch was killed by Blade while Blade was possessed by the Darkhold, but he was resurrected. Mm-hmm. I remember that thing? Yep. Danny Ketch, Ghost Rider, 
beat up Galactus in the 1995 Fantastic Four cartoon. Uh, He also kicked Hulk over a building in the 1996 (laughs) Incredible Hulk cartoon. Great. Amazing. Yep. That's such a 1996 cartoon thing. Like, kicked him over a building. Do you think, Matt, do you think that the popularity of Spawn around this time helped Ghost Rider or Mm. vice versa? Because I I know that I vaguely remember them both being in the limelight in similar points. Yeah. I mean, it's a really similar character. Any, like, Hellspawn character, I think, just sort of spurred the alt edge madness that drove these characters, you know, like this, it's a, it's a very fringy comic book character, you know, like ghost rider is not your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And so any comic book property that doesn't fit into that friendly neighborhood superhero mold bred a group of fans who would be into other things like spawn and blade and man thing and so on and so forth. So moving on more uh, plot lines with Danny Ketch. He was killed by Zarathos, which again, remember, is the original Ghost Rider demon. Yep. But Danny Ketch was again resurrected. Now, because it's comics, and mm-hmm. and only only Ben Parker and and uh, the Wayne parents stay dead yeah. in comics. Yeah, apparently not. He was a co- he was also Ghost Rider. <laughs> ben Parker was Ghost Rider. That was a thing. And uh, and Bruce Wayne's dad is a Batman that murders people in uh, in Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Yes, so, yeah. you're, you're not wrong. Those have both been proven incorrect <laughs> since that um, statement. Go ahead, Matt. Made. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> So let me just warn you right now. This is where the story gets really convoluted. Um, This was added near the end of the arc and it changed a lot of things and they tied up a lot of the ends. So it feels okay. But the more questions you ask, the worse it gets. Just putting that out there now. So turns out Danny Ketch and his sister were actually the long lost siblings of Johnny Blaze who his mother took with her when she abandoned Johnny and his father. That sucks. Their family is the inheritor of a mystic curse related to the spirits nope. of vengeance, and this gets more complicated and more convoluted. Who, Whoever came up with that should have been fired on the spot. That's horrible. Yeah, that's I, I, I don't hate it. <laughs> I I think it's it's smart. Like, I don't know. Depending on the timeline of like when they decided that Johnny Blaze had two siblings that got snatched away, and like there's no way they were playing four dimensional chess back then. But to look back and be like, oh no, we had said Johnny Blaze had two siblings. Hey guys, I got it. <laughs> put put away the mountain of cocaine. We got it. That shit has. The all the Quentin Tarantino movies exist in the same universe kind of vibe, and I'm I I hate it. I hate that. It's it's I again I get this was the time when that was cool yeah. when mm-hmm. it was the cool thing to like make your story loop back and connect to itself. But man, here in 2020, this is it's it's so dumb. We like, just don't need it. It's a little tired. Point. Yeah. Let yeah. people be. Let stories stand on their own. Mm-hmm. Don't don't. Yeah. Yeah. So. We're going to go more into that storyline in a second, but one last plot point sure to are. wrap up the Danny K Danny cage, excuse me, the Danny catch arc blackout kills. Apparently Danny catch in ghost rider. Number 93 
but his soul lives on through the spirit of vengeance to which he had been bonded through the bike's talisman. Also in Spider-Man 93, which came out a year later, he's still alive. He's still alive, you guys. It's no worries. He's still alive. He just like shows up. He's like, hey. Yep. Ex- it, literally exactly cool. that. Yes. I'm not sure why they didn't just cast Jared Leto as Blackout. Because I looked up Blackout in the Marvel Wiki. Oh, yeah. And Jared Leto should have played Blackout. He looks like that kid that everybody knew in community theater. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's uh, let's get into this whole Danny catches Johnny Blaze's brother. So Danny catches Ghost Rider has been Noble Kale all along. And Noble Kale... Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, uh uh-huh, I know. Just give me a sec. Noble Kale is picture number five in your document. So if you could take a sec to look at picture number five, and I'll tell you the (laughs) story. Which one of these four people are Noble Kale? The Ghost Rider one. He's the one with the flaming skull, probably, (laughs) Kyle. (laughs) Not the man in the pilgrim hat with with the... no the cross and the goatee no that's his father actually that's pastor kale Um, wilted kale (laughs) so here is the ocarina of time majora's mask split in the story through all of the ghost rider volume three danny catch arc people keep accusing danny catches ghost rider of being zarathos but the Ghost Rider continues to deny that he is Zarathos. Hey, you're Zarathos. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> because Zarathos is still trapped inside of a soul crystal. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, exactly, yes. Andrew. Got so, it. So we find out at the very end of the arc that Danny is actually bonded with the soul of Noble Kale, who is the hard quotes on first, but the first Ghost Rider. So time for a brief history on where the powers of Ghost Rider come from. (laughs) (laughs) 20,000 years ago, immortals called the Blood allied with the Spirit of Vengeance, an army of proto-Ghost Riders led by this guy named Zadkiel, who unfortunately comes back, to win a war against the soul-stealing demon Zarathos. They created a thing called the Medallion of Power, which housed the assembled powers of the Spirits of Vengeance. A portion of Zarathos became trapped in the medallion, and the blood decided that the artifact was too powerful to be kept intact. So they broke it into shards to be handed down through two families, one of which being the Kales. To cut out a whole bunch of stuff, during the 17th century, Noble Kale's father sold Noble's soul to Mephisto, who activated the medallion shard within Noble Kale, making him the Ghost Rider. Mephisto and this angel named Uriel decided that Noble Kale's soul didn't belong in heaven or hell, but to the void where he could be summoned forth by his descendants. He goes on to inhabit the firstborn child of each generation. Eventually, Naomi Kale, birth mother of Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze, tried to break the curse by abandoning her children, and Danny Ketch became bonded to Noble Kale's ghost rider soul. Got it? If I find found out in 30 seconds that I'm not recording a podcast with you three okay but i'm actually dying and this is my brain trying to like fire any synapses left okay I be no i think i'm i think i'm tracking can i can i just like 
tight five. I want to, I want to repeat that back to Yeah, you. I want okay. you to do this. Yep. So oh, I you've get got, it. I understand. I don't. I need to. I need said. to say it because <laughs> I'm going to lose it. Okay. So so you've got like the Kale family, who is mm-hmm. like the they've got the action. They're they they've got the they're the sorcerers. Okay. They're like Ghost Rider royalty. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, exactly. Yeah. They they've got the blood of the Ghost Rider. So they they've got the yep. innate talent. So is it coincidence then that Johnny Blaze also is part of that family or is it, or was that how, or is, are they saying, is that how Johnny Blaze was also able to summon? Because when we said uh, last, you know, three months ago, how it was be really cool to summon Satan is, are you saying that's how Johnny Blaze was able to summon Satan to do a deal, to do a deal? You're really close. Basically. Okay. Johnny Blaze is born of Naomi Kale, who right. is from the progenitor line of Ghost Riders. Right, so he's got the blood too. But he isn't the firstborn, and Noble Kale's soul only inhabits the firstborn. Right. So, because Mephisto had a hand in setting up this whole medallion of power thing, when Johnny Blaze called Mephisto to do a deal, Mephisto seized the opportunity and bonded him with Zarathos, who was okay. the original enemy of this progenitor Ghost Rider power. Okay. Yeah. No one in naming any of these characters ever predicted that Kale would be the superfood of the <laughs> 2000s. And these would all make great names for Kale companies. Yeah. But go on. <laughs> what, what I love most is that Andrew, I think, got most excited about this. It's also probably not a coincidence that he loves the Final Fantasy series because this is some Final Fantasy retcon shit right here. Yeah, yes, it is. 100%. Yeah. It's super. That's actually what I thought of. I was like, yeah. oh, they're just renaming it Fyraga. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, Noble Kale and Danny Ketch become separated from each other, but with the help of Spider Man and Bomb, are merged back together. This Catch Kale hybrid Ghost Rider becomes the King of Hell and is revealed to be the Marvel incarnation of the Angel of Death and Judgment. Catch Kale. Yeah. Catch Kale hybrid. <laughs> uh huh. With the help of Spider Man is. And a bomb? Just... Does he just say a bomb or a bum? A bomb. A bomb. A bomb. A bomb. Like, right. a, like, like the leader like a, of a sovereign like a... nation. A bomb. <laughs> right. <laughs> Once again, not convinced, like, not the first time you could tell me, like, the author of a comic book arc was watching their eight-year-old play with their toys. Yeah. Right. And just wrote it down. Yeah. And then, like, turned, and then and then gave it a work up to make it a real story. Oh, hey, hey, buddy, how'd you, you said your toys separated? How'd you, how'd you do that? <laughs> oh, well, there was Spider-Man, and then a bomb, and then I was separated. And he's like... <laughs> Can you slow down a little bit? You said Spider-Man. So let me just remind you guys that this is 1998, which is not a great year for Marvel Comics. No. Um, And so as batshit crazy as all of this stuff is and how like forced and retconned it feels, I, I wouldn't blame that on the arc of the character. I would blame it on this is a comic publisher in 1998 trying desperately to keep the yeah, lights on. This is this is like Marvel circling the drain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, but Kyle, earlier you asked if Johnny Blaze and Zarathos ever shake hands and say we can work together to control this body. That's Danny Ketch and Noble Kale's thing. Okay. All through Danny Ketch's arc 
it's noted and Johnny Blaze talks about how Danny Ketch has a better relationship with his Ghost Rider than Johnny Blaze had with Zarathos. Danny Cage is the Ketch. descendant. Danny Ketch, thank you, is the descendant of Noble Kale, and thus they have a better relationship. Hand wavy bullshit. Okay. All right. So that is the main story of 1972 to 1998 Ghost Rider with a flaming head on a motorcycle with a whip. Most of the stuff that we got from the 2007 Nick Cage movie all comes from this. You can piece the storyline together pretty easily from what Mm -hmm. I told you. Most of the names are there. Now we're going to go into the 2000s where things get really weird. Um, So the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider story ended on a cliffhanger issue because it got canceled before it could put out the second issue of its two like two oh, issue geez. finale. <laughs> oh, good. So in, well, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, and just to, like to benchmark here to talk about how Marvel was doing at the time because we kind of already alluded to it. 1998, 1999. This is what four years before the uh, the the Hulk movie with uh, Eric Bana. Well, this came was out. this was when they would have sold off. This, we're two years into Spider-Man the movie, or two years prior yeah. to Spider-Man, so this is when they start selling off all their mm-hmm. assets. Yep. And, yep. and yeah, Universal got Hulk, Sony got Spider-Man, so... This Fox was had X-Men, X-Men maybe by this point? Yeah, because X-Men came out in 01 or 02. When did the original Fantastic Four come out? 05. When did we all scream into the abyss? That was 05. Was it 05? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spider-Man, was Spider-Man was first. Spider-Man was 01. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah, that's a that's a probably a better way to show like yeah. the situation that Marvel was in at the time. So, like I said, issue 93 of Ghost Rider volume 3, Danny Ketch appears to die at the hand of Blackheart or not Blackheart, Blackout. Those are two different people. <laughs> the next year, <laughs> it was shown in Peter Parker colon Spider-Man number 93, which came out in 1999, that Danny Ketch was still alive in that story, they meet Noble Kale's Ghost Rider, who's just like running around without a host, screaming that he needs a host or to go back to Mephisto's realm. <laughs> they merge together. I don't know, whatever. A finale to Ghost Rider Volume 3 wasn't published for almost a decade until Ghost Rider Finale in 2007, spurred by, you guessed it, the popularity of the Nick Cage movie. Mm-hmm. And from here. Wild. Ghost Rider is without a long-running series until 2014. Wow. Can you imagine, though? Okay. Once again, I can't imagine anyone after 10 years was like, thank God, finally a conclusion to the story. Of ghost of Danny Catch because I I've been I've I haven't been slept in Marvel. ten years. <laughs> yeah. See, I was I've gonna been writing Marvel once a week for ten years and they finally <laughs> listened. Like I can't imagine anyone was clamoring for it, but I was yeah. gonna say the complete opposite. Know? There was probably like a legit handful of people, and I get that a handful, but just think if you were that person and you were like, my God. Like and you just like <laughs> yeah. yell into the into the other room like it's it's happening and like it's, it's ha- <laughs> yeah. So the end of the Johnny Blaze story arc is basically like he gets split from the demon and goes off to live with Roxanne and they have a family and then huh. that gets retconned and he gets drugged back in and Danny Ketch in issue ninety four 
makes peace with noble kale who moves on to the next generation and he goes on and has a family and then that gets retconned and he gets dragged back in because that's how these things work sure mm-hmm. oh you mean you can't bond with the spirit of vengeance and then just like p- peace out and have a happy life afterwards weird not usually <laughs> so we're gonna move on into the 2000s uh and we're gonna blaze through the 2000s here pretty quickly uh, see what you did there yep mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happens here some of it is canon some of it isn't some is good some is really bad it is all very edgy is so very edgy. please put your gloves on do not get cut on this edge because uh, it only gets sharper and more serrated from here. In 2001, Johnny Blaze regains the power of Ghost Rider in Marvel Knight's story, The Hammer Lane. This, this picture number cover, six. This cover art is so good. No, I it's love not. it. I love it. It's this is so the most good. 2001 thing I've seen this ever. I'm going to go with Todd and say no. this is not good it's cover. So this is, good. This is the same it. energy as me wearing like Converse in like tube socks with my Blink-22 <laughs> <laughs> concert shirt it's, in 2001. It's got, it's got the camera angle like pointing up toward him so you can see like the bottom of his boots. He's just in a, he's just covered in skulls. It's so uh, stupid and awesome. Like the fact that it took me 30 seconds to decipher what I was actually looking at, it's not good matt break the tie this is it's so orange it is so incredibly (laughs) orange (laughs) everything in this cover is orange um i i like this cover ah but i acknowledge that it's not good like i like it but it's bad is that an acceptable answer? I know that's a very middling answer. I just want you to I'll, I'll, I'll accept, accept that. Tell me yeah, more of the I'm, edge. It's a real milk. I don't have a problem answer. with anyone liking the cover. I, do. I like it. It's I generally step forward and be counted. All right. So to talk about the Hammer Lane story, at first there was no indication of what spirit caused Johnny to regain the curse, but it was later revealed to be Zarathos but a much more savage Zarathos than the previous incarnation and far more savage than Noble Kale's Ghost Rider. If you were wondering what Zarathos has been doing for the last like, yeah. 20 fucking years, th- at one point he got in a fight with the Midnight Suns and they turned him to stone. But <laughs> Zarathos seems to be able to reconstitute itself within Johnny Blaze Whoops. because way back at the beginning, that was the deal that Johnny Cage Johnny Cage, damn it. That was the deal (laughs) that Johnny Blaze signed and had his soul bonded with Zarathos. So, like, Johnny Blaze is Zarathos's respawn point. Anytime you kill Zarathos, it just goes back to Johnny Blaze. (laughs) Zarathos seems to be able to reconstitute himself, like I said, um, had a battle with the Midnight Suns. Now, in the Hammer Lane, Johnny is under constant pursuit by demons trying to force him to return his soul to Mephisto in hell. And the end of Hammer Lane is Johnny Blaze getting drugged to hell as Ghost Rider. Hammer Lane sounds like an iteration of Mad Max. Like Mad Max in the Hammer Lane. (laughs) Mad Max Hammer Lane. I was going to say it's a Victorian era period piece. (laughs) (laughs) One and the same, really. Yeah, it's actually a, a travel channel show hosted by Tim the Toolman Taylor. Hammer Lane. Oh, so Kyle, do you have one or? Yeah, (laughs) nope, I don't. don't. (laughs) Um, In 2006, Garth Ennis and Clayton Crane ramped Ghost Rider's Edge up all the way to 11 
with Road to Damnation. Um, oh, I said no. 2006. I meant 2005. So go ahead and go to the picture number seven. I don't like this cover. I really See, like this I, cover. I like this immensely more than the last one. Yeah, this is one of my favorite covers, to be completely honest with you. I agree. This is a good This is a good cover. Now everyone circle around Andrew and kick him. Just as orange as the other one. <laughs> so you tell orange. what you're looking at. So here's the thing. Garth Enos and Clayton Crane took Ghost Rider and like put the sh- put the backpack on and rucked him through the mid to late 2000s. And I'm not going to sit here today and tell you that all of the Garth Enos stories are really good. I'm not going to do that. I'm also not going to tell you that they're really bad. They are products of 2006, 2007, when Marvel was making money exclusively from MCU movies and trying desperately to get any of their characters to pick up. And the people who were reading comics at the time were super devoted edgelord incel comic book nerds. Um, my apologies to you if you were reading comics in 2005, um, because I'm sure there were cool people who were, but the people who were driving the product sales were people who were really into Garth Enos's Ghost Rider. So some things. One, there were no MCU movies at this point. Iron Man came out in 2008. These were all non-MCU movies. Um, two, Garth Enos is the most, the touchstone for you living in 2021 is um, created the boys. That's Garth Enos's oh, yeah. okay. claim to fame. Not claim to fame. He also had a very successful run of The Punisher. But um, yeah, here in 2021, what we care about Garth Enos for is the boys. Yeah, Garth Enos is the anti-superhero guy. He mm-hmm. is very much the flip superheroes on his head. Um, he wrote some very cool and different books during the 2000s. But I want to talk about Road to Damnation a little bit. The story of Road to Damnation is that Johnny Blaze has been trapped in hell for two years, basically playing Hades. Uh, Every day he wakes up, gets on his motorcycle and tries to ride from one side of hell to the gates of hell to escape. And every day is met by the worst demons of hell who rip him to pieces only for him to be resurrected the next day and start the ride again. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it is. It's Hades. He's doing a Hades. Now, one day, an angel named Malachi offers him an escape from hell if he can defeat a demon named Kazan. Johnny defeats the demon, but cannot escape hell because Ghost Rider is always in hell. I think the, like, Mm -hmm. one-liner kicker at the end of the book is, like, take your kicks where you can get them or something like that. Uh, It's not great. This is the book that inspired the 2011 Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance movie. So can I say something real quick about Malachi? Yep. So I I was looking at this because I thought this was interesting. I wanted to know, like, why an angel would release the Ghost Rider or try to. Um, So Malachi had Kazan is Malachi's brother who when Lucifer, Satan, whatever they end up painting in the Marvel Universe uh leaves heaven so does kazan and malachi and kazan keep feeding each other information like a devil or a demon kazan an angel malachi to try and like help each other ascend in the ranks and then kazan tries to go to the mortal plane to like wreck shit and malachi is like well that's not fair but i also can't get involved so he releases ghost rider obviously it all fails and malachi's punishment is when ghost rider is stuck in hell forever 
trying to escape. He drags Malachi behind his uh, bike every single day as he gets torn apart by demons. Yep. Cool. So that's something to know. That hmm. happened. That's accurate. Hmm. So that is Road to Damnation. Again, this is the inspiration behind the 2011 Ghost Rider movie, which, in my opinion, is very, very bad. Um, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. terrible. <laughs> but it is Johnny Blaze. Well, it's Nick Cage as Johnny Blaze and Nick Cage completely unhinged, just like the whole way <laughs> to Nick Cage. This, I mean, 2011, too, was was Nick Cage at his Nick Cageiest. Yeah. That was like when you cast Nick Cage in 2011, you were casting full you, unhinged. You were lucky if you read the script, Nick Cage. And in that movie, if we're being honest, Nick Cage's portrayal of Johnny Blaze is not that far off. And I got to give it to him for that. As much as I hate the movie, I got to acknowledge that Nick Cage did a I'm not going to say he did a good job. He did the job he was supposed to do. Nick Cage isn't going to listen to this, Matt. You can say whatever you want to say. Yeah, you never know. What so Nick Cage was? is a Nick Cage is a huge Ghost Rider fan. Nick, uh, Ghost Rider is Nick Cage's favorite superhero. They had to cover up his Ghost Rider tattoo when they were filming the movie in 2007. That's, cool. That's fun fact. So I, I really respect what Nick Cage did for Ghost Rider because he is the Robert Downey Jr. of Johnny Blaze. <laughs> Crucify me for that later. <laughs> Tell me... Please tell me they didn't cover up his Ghost Rider tattoo in the 2011 movie and just <laughs> left it. Left, like, left it I don't, you know, I don't know. They might have. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, Garth Enos wrote a lot of very cool and different books in the 2000s, but they're really all over the place as far as an overarching plot goes. In the 2000s, Ghost Rider existed through miniseries, and the more of them you look at, the harder it is to find the canon, and I'm trying to draw as straight of a line as I can through this character. So that's as much as I'm going to say about Garth Ennis's books for now. Danny Ketch returns in Ghost Rider Danny Ketch, which came out in 2008, but he's a depressed alcoholic. He has the Noble Kale Ghost Rider exercised from his body by a Techromancer and uh, becomes Ghost Rider again and a servant of Zadkiel, that guy who came back because he was the leader of the Spirits of Vengeance 20,000 years ago. What is a techromancer? Techromancer is the uh, uh, same question. Um, <laughs> it's probably exactly what you think it's going to be. Like yeah. someone who uses technology. It's a technomancer. To... That's Te what I. Okay. okay. Te technology and demons then. I don't know, Andrew. Whatever. So, like, it's I'm, comic books. Shut up, guys. I'm fucking sorry. I said techromancer and I meant oh. technomancer. Oh, I switched I, the R for an N. I wasn't <laughs> trying to be an asshole. I. I I assumed that that was a thing. Like Marvel's, yeah. like, you guys would be like, yeah, tech romancer. Like, uh, you know, fucking uh, Jimmy Jimmy Techo. He's from he's from a 1984. <laughs> Actually, Pace Pop Pete is a technomancer because <laughs> he uses technology to bring things to life. Tech romancer is a 1998 3D arcade fighting game from Capcom. Oh well, that's that fun. Is that that's like not tech space romancer? Tech romancer <laughs> is also a smutty novel that's on all of our aunt's <laughs> nightstands. All right. Well, anyway, picture number eight in the document is Danny Ketch's 2008 Ghost Rider. Um, Ooh, he got the blue is, flames. This cover yeah, is pretty wild. Yeah, it's a lot less orange. Really something. I don't have much to say about this book. A lot less <laughs> yeah. orange. A lot more blue and a lot less orange. Well, much like the 2000s, it was either blue or orange. Yep. Last thing I have for the 2000s is that a standalone Ghost Rider series ran for nine issues 
from 2011 through 2012. And that ties in with the fear itself story arc. We'll talk about the main character later. This story is not great, but two ghost riders kiss in that story. And that's picture number nine. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I found this image today for the first time and had the exact same reaction. All right. When Matt says two ghost riders kiss, if you can't look at the image, it two ghost riders they're, mash their teeth yeah, they're, together. They're clacking their teeth. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a very romantic pose that someone drew two flaming skull-headed demons in. It's weird, man. I don't I don't know. Did any so the The reason I brought this one up was because I wasn't sure if you, Kyle, in like 2011 was following the Fear Itself storyline at all. Kind of. I'm I'm reading up on it now. Once I I, once I yeah once I remind myself what that was, I'll I'll I'm sure I know what it is. I just can't call to mind what it is what it was. Fear itself. Yeah. Everything I read today was basically like, hey, this is one of the worst reviewed Marvel crossover events. Yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah, because I it's not really on my radar. No, it had a shitload of people in it. There are a yeah. bunch of books from Fear Itself, like a bunch of books from Fear Itself. Um, nine of them are Ghost Rider stories, and in one of them, two Ghost Riders kiss, and that is all I know about Fear Itself. <laughs> so, like I said, a lot of stuff happens between 98 and 2014. There's a wild story about Johnny Blaze stopping Zadkiel from taking over Heaven that I, like, literally still have not been able to fully piece together. Like a lot of comics during the period, Ghost Rider was trying and failing to find stable footing. Mm -hmm. The character was unrelatable. Its story had been garbled with comic book nonsense, and it was being driven by the edge and the edge alone. As Marvel retooled as all new, all different Marvel, editor Mark Panicka approached writer Felipe Smith and suggested creating a new, younger Ghost Rider. And that Ghost Rider debuted in 2014. It's picture number 10 in the documents, and his name is Robbie Reyes. Okay, this cover rocks. Yeah, this is really cool. I like like this art. Also very orange. Cover is very orange. I like, for those of you not, not following along the image, the image of Ghost Rider does is not a skull it's like a it's, it's like an attack on titan yes titan. exactly thank you yeah it, mu- it very much looks like where you can see like the veins like the muscle mm-hmm. veins going into its teeth it's really yeah it's really cool yeah so much like danny ketch was modernized for the audiences of the 90s so was robbie reyes for the 2010s instead of driving a hellfire motorcycle he drives a 1969 hellfire dodge charger which is lovingly referred to as the Hell Charger, which fucking rips. Great. He also has less of a floating skull motif and more of an industrial mask look. His head is designed to echo the lines of a classic muscle car. So it's not supposed to be a skull. It's not supposed to be a helmet. That is the head of the Ghost Rider, but it is supposed to be modeled after a muscle car. It's very cool. I'm into it. Yeah. 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 Like, if if this is a... A, you know a demon from hell possessing a body yeah why wouldn't yep. it change shape based on the body it's possessing i love it i'm into it sold yes yeah sold and in general robbie reyes has been accepted by ghost rider fans in the same way that uh miles morales has been accepted by spider-man fans which Good. is to say that there have been some like major holdouts usually 
for racist ass issues. But in general, people are like, hey, this is a really cool new way to tell this story. Mm -hmm. So that story, let's jump into the basics. Robbie Reyes works as a mechanic at an auto body shop where he is saving money to get himself and his brother Gabe, who suffers from a developmental disability, out of gang-riddled East L.A. Robbie, quote-unquote, borrows a 1969 Dodge Charger from the auto body shop to drag race at night for extra cash. Robbie is gunned down by mercenaries who are after the pills that were accidentally left in the trunk of the Charger when it got dropped off at the body shop. There's an interesting tie back into the fact that those pills were the same pills that turned Calvin Zabo into Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde is the first villain that Danny catches Ghost Rider, use the penance stare on. Mm -hmm. They don't like walk that back. It's just a fun little Easter egg. And he's also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, that is true. So Robbie is gunned down by mercenaries. Like I said, he is revived by a demonic spirit that is fused with the car and drives off into the night. He's bitten by a radioactive 1969 Dodge Charger. (laughs) (laughs) The spirit introduces itself to Robbie as Eli Morrow and claims to have been killed by gang members. He offers to help Robbie clean up his neighborhood in exchange for help avenging his death. Now, through doing this, Robbie becomes a local hero, which attracts the attention of Johnny Blaze, who comes and uses the penance stare on Eli Morrow's soul because Eli Morrow is actually a satanic serial killer Ah, who kidnapped and murdered at least 37 people before being killed by police. Also is Robbie Reyes's uncle. Also is the one who pushed Robbie Reyes's mother down the stairs while she was pregnant, causing Gabe's disability. Jesus. Yeah, I know. There's a lot to unpack there. Took a turn. Yep. Robbie and Eli fight for dominance over Robbie's body, but eventually bond permanently uh, with Robbie, agreeing to satiate Eli's thirst for blood, but only by killing evil souls. Hmm. This is like a mashup of the Stephen King novel, Christine, with the Futurama episode based on it, The Honking. (laughs) Turned into into a Marvel comic. Um, And I love all of it. Yeah, I I actually like no notes. (laughs) Um, Cool. Um, Now, is this is this the still the like Nolan Kale or sorry, Norman Kale or Neon Kale? Noble. Noble, Thank you. Noble Kale chronology or or did or did they throw that in the garbage at this point? So. I would not say that they threw it in the garbage because that ghost rider still exists. Okay. But this is not that ghost rider. This is Got a it. different spirit of vengeance. This is a way to add a third. Yeah. It's a different part of the medallion without, without stealing from the first two. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. The other parts of the medallion do come back. We're not going to talk about them today, nor are they involved in Robbie Reyes's story. <laughs> Robbie Reyes's story, okay. with the exception of Johnny Blaze coming in to act as a mentor, because that's what Johnny Blaze does in Marvel Comics mm-hmm. now. Um, mm-hmm. It's completely separate from the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. So we'll talk about powers and abilities here. Pretty much all of the previous powers of the other Ghost Riders Although he doesn't get the penance stare until later on down the line. 
He does have the Hell Charger instead of a motorcycle, and a lot of Robbie's powers actually come from the Hell Charger itself. So Robbie can instantly teleport to or become merged with the Hell Charger. It can do what in Marvel is apparently called shadow warping and teleport things great distances through shadows. I don't know for sure, but I think that's the same way that Cloak from Cloak and Dagger's power works. Mm. But don't quote mm. me on that. Sounds right. Uh, the Hell Charger can be driven remotely and pass through Robbie, which leads to a lot of really cool scenes of like the ch- the Charger running an enemy who is facing Robbie into a building and Robbie walking through the Charger. Um, they had a cool yeah, nod to yeah. that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well. Yep. Uh, it's it's cool power. Matt, can you read this next bullet point? Yeah, so the trunk is a portal through hell, you guys. And let me, <laughs> let me be clear that it's not a portal to hell. It is a portal through hell. So, like, it'll take you anywhere. You've just got to dip through hell on the way. Oh, this is a wormhole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, also, Robbie can create portals with the help of a hell charger. So, Or with the help of the hell charger, excuse me. So I know in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when Robbie like created a portal to take the Darkhold through, a lot of people were like, yo, what the fuck? Ghost Rider has a sling ring? No, that's a real thing that Robbie Reyes can do in the comic books. Because someone in the party always needs the ability to fast travel. And and that's a good way to write it in. Yep. Um, Robbie's Ghost Rider can also consume souls. Not a thing the other Ghost Riders can do. Uh, He can also imbue other vehicles with Hellfire, which we didn't really talk about. Danny Ketch can do as well. Johnny Blaze in his original arc doesn't really do that much. Um, that came a lot in the 2000s when it was like anything the Ghost Rider touches is imbued with Hellfire. Um, the best scenes in the 2011 Ghost Rider movie are based on that sentence and that sentence alone. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some major story arcs for Robbie Reyes. And I'll say up front. I don't know as much about Robbie Reyes as I do about Danny Ketch and Johnny Blaze. So I'm sure there's a ton of cool stuff that I'm leaving out. So if you're a big Robbie Reyes fan, I'm sorry that I didn't talk about your favorite story arc. He has had a ton of comics in the last seven years. A lot of them have been really cool. And honestly, I just haven't read that many of them. So Robbie Reyes gets his power of the penance stare and accidentally kills Starbrand, who is like a fucking superhero i don't know i've read starbrand <laughs> a lot in the last couple of days and i've not yet really put together who starbrand is and why they're important um but he robbie reyes kills kills him kills him with the pen instead uh he also joins an avenger team made up of thor iron man and captain america to fight off the celestial final host after that battle he befriends odin robbie reyes is also gabriel luna in agents of shield in season four or five yet to be four. determined i looked it up earlier it's great four perfect awesome love it uh and then i just wanted to put this in there because i gotta cry about it a little bit robbie reyes was supposed to have his own show on hulu premiering in 2020 it was killed in the marvel studios culling when marvel studios took back all of its tv properties robbie reyes had signed on the series had been written they said that they're shopping around but that was before d plus launched so, Do you mean Gabrielle Luna signed on? Yes, yes. What did I say? Robbie Reyes signed on. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. I appreciate that. <laughs> I've read I've read a lot of Wikipedia today. Because um, that well, I I asked because that answers the question I had of like, is it the same continuity as um, mm. Agents of Shield? Yes, so it that, was supposed yeah. to be a spinoff of Agents of Shield, 
Um, I still have a lot of hope that they'll bring it to D plus. I really liked Gabriel Luna's Robbie Reyes. I thought he was very good. I would love to see Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch in the MCU, but if we get Robbie Reyes, I'm not going to complain about that. That's that arc had some of the best episodes in that season, and that was the season that they did the Agents of Hydra bit, and that's still yeah. like the Ghost. Some of those Ghost Rider episodes were still some of the best. Absolutely. So that is basically all to all there is to know about the main Ghost Rider story starting in 1949 up through now with the current Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes. We have a bunch more Ghost Riders to talk about, but it's going to be more of a lightning round. And that's going to come up after a quick break. But before we go, uh, I'd love to know if you guys have any thoughts about this. The like, I don't want to call it a grounded story, but the baseline story of Ghost Rider. Um, Do you hate it as much as you thought you would? Are you on board? Tell me your thoughts. I'm in. I I like this a lot more than I thought I would. And I think I think I'm I have to commend you, Matt, for doing a really good job of of mm-hmm. of crunching this down because I don't think I actually like this story. I think I like your <laughs> retelling of it. Um that said though, I know that I really, really enjoyed Robbie Reyes in Ages of Shield, and I I think that character is really cool. And this this cover is so good. I will I will sec echo that. Um I think a lot of my conceptions of Ghost Rider come from the the period in the 2000s where they were floundering and didn't know what to do with the character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like having it all kind of spelled out. And again, I understand you cleaned up a lot of um, even Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch's stories too. So kudos to that. Yeah, I like I like Ghost Rider as a character. I think it's just been kind of a mess through the continuity. And I think you have fixed a lot of the problems I have with it, with your retelling. So good job. Yeah. Not going to repeat what uh, Andrew and Kyle said. Love it. I was in before we started in now still in. Excellent. Well, thank you. Your compliments have raised my dopamine levels to get me through the last half of this podcast. Uh, because as much as you loved this first half, I think that you're going to love hate this second half. Cause good. we're about to get really, really weird, uh, but we're going to do it in lightning round style. So we will be back with that right after a quick break. We've also got a Ding Dang Patreon where you can get yourself some Ding Dang perks like access to our Ding Dang Discord, regular Ding Dang bonus content, weekly Ding Dang live recordings of our second show, The Pluse is Loose, and even the opportunity to commission your own Ding Dang flavor text. You can join up for as low as two Ding Dang dollars, so make sure to tell all your Ding Dang friends. Welcome back from that drink and or bathroom break as we are about to jump back in on the back half of the Ghost Rider flavor text. And I said before the break that if you loved the first half, I'm really confident that you'll probably love hate this half. I don't know. The reality is that there are a bunch of other Ghost Riders. And now we're going to talk about some of my favorites for better or for worse. There have been a whole bunch of Ghost Riders in the last 72 years. Many of them have only existed as one-off books or mentions. Some of them have relevance to the main Ghost Rider story. Two of them are pretty significant and also very cool. So we're going to talk about them for a bit. And then we're just going to go rapid fire through a whole bunch of other Ghost Riders that are just downright cool. All right. I'm I'm excited. Let's do it. Great. Thank you for the verbal confirmation. All right. Ghost Rider 2017. Picture number 11. 
Marvel Legacy Volume Number One introduced. Oh yeah, Ghost <laughs> the Rider. Marvel Legacy Volume Number One introduces us to the Avengers of Ten Thousand BC. Now, this is actually through Robbie Reyes's nightmare right before he wakes up and Pennant stares Starbrand. So, if you were curious where this pops up in the story, now the prehistoric Avengers were found founded by Firehair, who is the avatar of the Phoenix Force, Odin Borson, Agamotto, the Black Panther, Iron Fist, Starbrand, and Ghost the Rider. Love it. Mm. I love I love it so much. It's a great example of like they just backdated all this extra stuff that was super important. Now like Agamotto. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Right. Now if you remember back when I talked about the history of Noble Kale and how 20,000 years ago, the blood made a deal with the spirits of vengeance and Noble Kale became the first ghost rider. Uh huh. Now this guy is the first ghost rider. <laughs> I don't know. It gets wishy-washy. But anyway, let's do the basic backstory of Ghost the Rider. He was a young boy who lived on Earth one million years ago and was a caveman of above average intelligence. One day, a man came to his tribe, violently became its leader, revealed itself to be a Wendigo, and killed the whole tribe. He left the boy alive, giving him the name Ghost, and challenged Ghost to find him, the Wendigo, later on in life. Okay. Now Ghost, with his whole family dead and his whole tribe dead, decided that if the stranger can survive outside of the cave, so can Ghost. So he ventured out on his own, and after almost dying in the harsh environment of 10,000 BC, was approached by a snake, which convinced Ghost to say the snake's real name. Which, like, every article I read didn't say what the name of the snake was. I think it's Mephisto. I'm yeah, pretty sure the, I read the, that the snake. So, spoiler alert, that snake's name, Mephisto. Mephisto, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, when Ghost said Mephisto's name, that bonded Ghost to a spirit of vengeance. And note, I say a spirit of vengeance. It is not established which spirit of vengeance. The, spir- the spirit of vengeance, right. but it's one of them. And allowed Ghost to imbue his new woolly mammoth friend with Hellfire. And that's what we get in this awesome picture with Ghost the Rider riding on his Hellfire woolly mammoth. It's so amazing. Good. This is this like the Ghost Rider imbuing whatever like mount or vehicle mm-hmm. they have with the Hellfire is like what Ghost Rider has needed since its inception in 1948 or whatever. Like. Mwah. perfect <laughs> give me give me more ghost riders and vehicles to to be imbued with hellfire please so a brief touching on the powers and abilities of ghost the rider seemingly all the powers of previous ghost riders except he has a bone whip and that's cool because the bone whip can do all the things of the chain whip but it's a bone spine and that's cool uh he's got a woolly mammoth instead of a motorcycle or a car And the special power of Ghost the Rider is that he can control and animate the bones of the deceased for quote-unquote various effects. Sure. He looks like Shao Kahn from Mortal Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. He looks a lot like Shao Kahn. 
so that's Ghost the Rider. I, for a lot of these extra people, didn't really dawdle on the story arcs. Um, Google it's more not, if you want to read It doesn't more. matter. Yeah, exactly. So that is Avengers 10,000 BC. Let's move on to the next batshit insane Ghost Rider. Pictures number 12, 13, and 14 are Frank Castle. For what it's worth, I think it's Avengers a million BC. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's 10,000 BC. Is it a million BC? I think it might be a million BC. Avengers 10,000 BC. I didn't mean to um actually, but that's what... Oh, you're right. It is. It's uh, Avengers 1 million BC. All right. Well, that's fine. Do Whatever. the clean cut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Avengers 1 million BC. Unfortunately, all of that is probably going to stay in because I'll be too lazy to edit it out. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. In 2018, Frank Castle, the Punisher became Ghost Rider. Which and feels not only right. Did he become Ghost Rider? He became Cosmic Ghost Rider. Ah, there it is. So I'll give okay. you a second to look at 12, 13, and 14 in the docs. You will see 12 both... and 13, don't prepare you for 14. <laughs> that, that's subtitle though. <laughs> you will see both the subtitle <laughs> Baby Thanos Must Die, and then you will also see a sleeping baby Thanos going for a piggyback ride on the head of Cosmic Ghost Rider. So it's it's just the Mandalorian. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of the Mandalorian. Yeah. So in Thanos number 13, Cosmic Ghost Rider debuted as the right-hand man of the Mad Titan and was given an origin story in Thanos number 16. Now this story arc takes place in Earth TRN666, which is a Marvel universe in which Thanos wins. So the basic backstory of Cosmic Ghost Rider. Frank Castle, his backstory, pretty similar to the 616 Frank Castle that we know and love, up until Thanos comes to Earth. So the Punisher was one of the last casualties during the last stand of the heroes, and his soul was sent to hell after he died. When he got to hell, he made a deal for his soul with Mephisto, to exact revenge on Thanos. But Frank Castle Ghost Rider returned to Earth to find Thanos gone and the planet to be completely dead. And he roams for a plot amount of time (laughs) with no one to kill or love and begins to lose his mind from the solitude because even Mephisto stops responding to his messages. (laughs) Until... Mephisto gets tired of of his shit. Yeah. Until Galactus shows up. So Frank, being the only living being left on planet Earth, offers the dead planet to Galactus in exchange for help stopping Thanos. And Galactus gives Frank the power cosmic, thus making him Cosmic Ghost Rider. Good. (laughs) Very good. Yep. They find Thanos, who beheads Galactus convinces Ghost Rider to join him so that he may view all the evil and send him back in time to get a younger Thanos so they can all work together to defeat the Fallen One, who is actually the Silver Surfer, who then crushes Cosmic Ghost Rider with Molnir. Who crushes Cosmic Ghost Rider with Molnir? Silver Mjolnir. Surfer, the Fallen One. Good. Yes. The Fallen One crushes Cosmic Ghost Rider with Molnir. I didn't follow that, but I don't feel like I need to. You super don't. Cool. Okay, good. Um, Odin revives Cosmic Ghost Rider 
and then offers him a place in Asgard. But Cosmic Ghost Rider Frank Castle doesn't fit into Asgard very well. And so instead, Odin gives him a piece of the Time Stone and offers to send him back to any point in history that he likes. He decides to go back in time to kill baby Thanos, but ends up trying to raise baby Thanos not to be Thanos. This story is fucking insane. (laughs) He's literally the Don Cheadle moment of like, why don't we just go back in time to baby Thanos and just make strangling noises? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But then doesn't. There's this whole thing where like Cable gets involved. Of course. And then like, Ghost Rider kills like three or four iterations of Cable because cables from different times keep showing up. It's a mess. It all leads to Ghost Rider and baby Thanos being taken by Cable to an Earth that teen Thanos created that's half peaceful and half urban slavery. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Is it like a good story? Like, is it like, is it, is it a good mess? Is it a fun mess? Or is is it just kind of, is it just a mess? I haven't read uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider because I, I saw the subtitle. Oh, you're not going to? No, I saw the subtitle Baby Thanos Must Die and said, (laughs) no, that's okay. Not for me. So to be honest, I don't know. But the two books that I did read while I was researching this, I would not say is a good bad. I would say it is a bad bad. Others might disagree with me, but I don't. I don't have anything to argue against. Got it there. There's a there's a paragraph of the story. After bringing the seekers to Thanos, the fallen one was sent to locate the maker. He found her corpse before he battled the Promiel gods Tenebrus and Aegis who killed him and presented his remains to Thanos as a gesture of contempt. So that's the kind of thing you're going to get from this story. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. Good. All right. So let's get into the powers and abilities of Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's got all the previous Ghost Rider powers. Also, he has all the power cosmic powers, so he can do all the Ghost Rider things, but he can also do interstellar travel, energy projection, a cosmic penance stare, which can incinerate (laughs) any sinner regardless of if they feel remorse or not, and also telekinesis. Sure. Cosmic Throw that in there. Perfect. Yes. And now- That's a mess. It's, dude, it's an absolute mess. It is a train wreck. I- because the idea of Frank Castle <laughs> taking on the spirit of vengeance Great. and becoming a ghostwriter is awesome. Mm-hmm. Adding in all the extra gobbledygook is insane. And I think of a waste of like a good initial idea. Yeah. Of, it sounds like, like of Frank Castle being the ghost. It's writer. got Star Fox dinosaur planet problem when and i'll i'll explain that they they made a whole story they're like oh wouldn't it be cool if we had somebody with the power cosmic that like went back in time and like saved baby thanos or whatever like that it feels like that was the story and mm-hmm. then some exec was like make a ghost rider you know what i mean make make it frank castle make it frank yeah make it frank yeah. castle as ghost yeah. rider. like they just they squish those two stories together the way well, that was... it happens in my brain sorry todd no, the no, way, you go ahead, because you might say what I'm going to say. The way that it happens in my brain is that, like, they were in the writing room and somebody was like, OK, what if we make Frank Castle Ghost Rider? Mm-hmm. And at that exact moment was like, <laughs> but while he was doing cocaine an exec was like, I love it, print it. And then after he bumped a mountain of cocaine was like, but we give him the power cosmic. And the exec was like, oh, shit, we already signed off on it. I guess we got to do the book. 
And that's how we got Cosmic Ghost Rider. See, I thought instead they did Frank Castle becomes the Ghost Rider. Everyone's on board. And then they're like, well, like he needs to punish Thanos. Thanos is this big bad that we're getting right now. Like, yeah, that's great. And they go, would Frank Castle murder a baby Thanos? And everyone goes, but would he? How do we get him there? (laughs) <laughs> that's that was they had they they did like they did like we do with our pun you know punch lines of like would frank castle a murder a baby thanos he is ghostwriter seeking justice how do we connect these two dots and some guy at 4 30 p.m on a friday was like oh, power cosmic all right i'm out <laughs> i just i really like because because marvel comics are under the disney banner at this point still this all percolated and like two years later, someone reskinned it all as the Mandalorian. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's, you know, that's like exactly, it. like you know, we we because like this hardened baby bounty Thanos- killer esque person. Yeah, yeah, you protecting got, small child. Like baby Thanos, baby Yoda, similar like same headspace, mm-hmm. and then you, and then yeah, the mercenary bad guy is a good guy now because the baby melted his his icy heart it's all there like all the parts are there they just like reshuffled it and reskinned it with star wars and we got the mandalorian uh, also baby thanos's ball chin is very good it's not necessary <laughs> yeah. the fact that they didn't change baby thanos's thanos head at all is very yeah. upsetting yeah all right well with all of that behind us i thought we'd end with a fun little lightning round so here are some of my other favorite ghost riders from around the multiverse in one sentence or less. We start with the only one we've mentioned already. That is Alejandra Jones. She is picture number 15 in your document. Uh, That is an orphan who was trained in the confines of a temple to become the next ghost rider. Her special powers. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) Her special powers include empathic reading, sin manipulation, soul manipulation, paranormal weather generation generation and growth she can grow um Mm. that was that bad fear itself book that i talked about earlier somebody somebody wrote that with their boner yep (laughs) yep picture number 16 is ghost rider 1000 ad we don't get much about this ghost rider basically there's a mention of like noble kale has been the ghost rider for fucking long time here's the ghost rider from every generation Ghost Rider 1000 BC or 1000 AD, excuse me, is a Native American of the Sioux tribe who fought alongside Thor Odinson, Baldolf the Black, an Atlantean Iron Fist, Phoenix, Tanarak, Nahandra, and the Black Panther. He rides a Hellfire Bison. Okay. I saw the Hellfire Bison. This does the thing where like everything else you mentioned sounds cooler. Like yeah. <laughs> Atlantean Iron Fist, I yeah. sounds really cool. Phoenix in the year one thousand AD sounds really cool. She's an old woman. Black <laughs> Panther from the year one thousand, like what Black Panther yeah. looked like in one thousand AD, sounds really cool. We already got ancient Ghost Rider. Like, show me the, these other things. These these like quote period piece, if you want to call it that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Avengers, I love. I love yeah. this picture. Number seventeen is Hellhawk. Uh, a Native American ghost rider who was a rival to Noble Kale's pilgrim ghost rider. Um, so he's 
Marvel loves their cowboys and Indian stories. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's that's not great. I know. Yeah. I know it isn't. But I do like the, the hell. The Hellfire horse is fun, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Hellhawk looks really cool. Hellhawk yeah. is one of my favorite ghost riders in appearance. Probably my favorite non main ghost rider in appearance is the next one. Kashala, picture number 18. Ooh. She is known as the demon rider. She is an Apache Ooh. woman who prayed to her creator after her parents were murdered and became not only the spirit of vengeance, but was also the sorcerer supreme. Oh, love time. that. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's real. Yeah. Yeah. She is very cool. I like her a lot. Uh, so picture number 20 is another really cool cover. This guy's name is Caleb. This is another Garth Enos book. Um, Trail of Tears has some really interesting reviews and you can Google them and read them yourself and form your own opinion. But Caleb was a former slave who bought his freedom after the Civil War, but was killed by a white gang and resurrected as a spirit of vengeance. His special Mm. powers include possession and dimensional travel. That's 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 that. Form your own opinions. The next picture, picture number 21, uh, this guy's name is Michael. I spelled it wrong in the documents, but it's Badalino, Michael Badalino. Um, he's a former cop who becomes an enemy of Danny Ketch's Ghost Rider and accepts Mephisto's offer to become another rider called Vengeance. Same power set, but he looks cool. <laughs> You're going to say for a second, accepts Mephisto into his heart. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Mm. Um Vengeance comes back. Vengeance is kind of in and out. I I don't know. They were like, how can we make a villain edgier than Ghost Rider? Give him tusks. And that was how Vengeance came around. And I, he's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. So moving on to some of the wilder Ghost Riders. Picture number 22 is Ultimate Ghost Rider. It's just Johnny Blaze with a different backstory. And this Johnny Blaze sold his soul to Satan instead of Mephisto. They went ultimate edge on that one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Picture oh. number 24. Never mind. I take back what I said. Uh, we'll we'll do an we'll do an ultimate Avengers one of these days cuz I read those comics and it's all just like how can we take the Avengers and make them ho- horrible people mm-hmm. and it's it's awful. It's real bad and not not fun at all. Not ultimate at all. Uh picture number 23, Ghost Rider 2099. Cool. Yep, uh-huh. he's just Terminator. Like he's yeah, just Terminator. Terminator. I I love every every iteration of twenty ninety nine superheroes we get because they're all stupid awesome. Like and and Matt, I'll let you describe what we're looking at right here. So this guy's name is Kenshihiro Zero Cochran. He is a hacker who is killed but comes back as an AI to control a cyberpunk Ghost Rider robot. Naturally. He's got lots of 2099 ish powers, but he does have a chainsaw hand, Great. and that's pretty cool. Sold. He is the term. He's yeah, he's the Terminator. Yep. Yep. Yeah. In 2099, everyone's a hacker. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, his sister Ava Cochran also becomes Ghost Rider for a hot minute. They did not pass up many an opportunity to make Ghost Rider chesty, which is never good. It's always bad. A hundred percent of the time, it's bad. Yeah. So. The next picture, picture number 24, is Spirit of Vengeance, Wileatus, Autolycus. 
Wileatus Autolycus. No, you didn't need to say it twice. Yeah, we we heard you. He is an alien from Earth six ninety one who like does some stuff with the Guardians of Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. He is imbued with the fires of Kauri instead of Hellfire. And that is all I know about this guy. All right, which is probably just a hand wavy way of saying space hell, like it's yeah. space hellfire <laughs> instead of hellfire. Yeah, space hell would have been a cooler name than Kauri. Uh, picture number 25 is Barbara Ketch. That is Danny Ketch's sister. She becomes the Ghost Rider in the What If series and is much more vicious and ruthless. She has impeccable posture. She does. She yeah. does, yeah. Posture is amazing. So this next one, picture number 26, that is not Ghost Rider. Ooh. That is Host Rider. I love that. Host Rider. Host Rider during the Venomverse storyline. Right. Robbie Reyes bonds with Venom, the symbiote. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Eli Morrow's satanic serial killer spirit mm. and the symbiote get along really well. They get along super well. And Robbie Reyes is basically just a puppet for their destruction. I don't hate it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's kind of I don't cool. hate it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Speaking of kind of cool, if you could scroll to picture number 27, you'll meet Ghost Spider. Uh, okay. I've seen I this that. before, that just and I, I do not like this one. Feels <laughs> inevitable. Yeah. So this is Peter Parker of Earth 11638 has his soul sent to hell where it is resurrected with the help of Bruce Banner's Sorcerer Supreme and becomes Ghost Spider. It's Spider-Man, but with Ghost Rider powers. Ghost okay. Spider. Yep. Does mm-hmm. he shoot? Does he shoot like flame webs? You're goddamn uh, right yep. he does, Kyle. Great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hellfire webs. Scroll to picture number 28, please, and let me introduce you to Ghost Panther. Ghost Ghost Panther. Ghost Panther gets a pass. Spider, Ghost Spider. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna thumbs down. Ghost Panther. Yep. Great. Endorsement. <laughs> so in the Infinity Warps arc, T'Challa leaves Wakanda, moves to America is adopted by an amalgamation of Brother Voodoo and Crash Simpson, is renamed Johnny Blaze, dies during a stunt performance, is revived by Zarathos, and becomes Ghost Panther. I I got I got on board and off board. Same. <laughs> multiple yeah. times during that, that sentence. An incredibly convoluted story that did not And need I think to... I end up off. But like, like I was yeah. with Andrew, I was ready to like this, and then you told us that, and yeah. I don't anymore. Yeah, yep. I have not read any of the Infinity Warps series, but from the one Wikipedia page that I explored today, I do not want to. Uh, but Ghost Panther is just Black Panther with Ghost Rider powers. And last but not least, my friends, picture number 29, Todd's favorite, this is just for you, it's Goose Rider. I do love yeah. Goose Rider. From Earth 8311. <laughs> He is a goose. <laughs> I, I, need, I need all the listeners to know Todd is just like grinning oh, like, a little school, like a little school boy. And he's just so happy. At what Rider. makes this so good is the panel has just honk, honk, honk written <laughs> everywhere. Um, if you don't, I, I pulled up the paragraph for Goose Rider like half an hour ago. At sunset, an ordinary goose becomes the Goose Rider. While he is a nightmare, his main problem lies on the limited leisure activities in his area, including cinemas and bowling. Yep. <laughs> He's just like a little hellfire nerd. 
One of the biggest <laughs> Goose Rider story arcs that I could find is one night he's watching a movie yeah. and some plucky teens are using his bike to roast marshmallows and that makes him pretty mad. Yeah. And that's about what I know of Goose Rider. If we can't talk about the Hobgobbler, we're going to talk about Goose Rider. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, my friends, that is my flavor text lore dump of... All you really need to know about Ghost Rider in a little under three hours. Woo! <laughs> How you guys doing? Give me your final thoughts. Wrap it up for me. I'm good. No, this is fun. No, yeah. we will not be releasing the cold cut of this episode. There are not. There's not a secret hour and a half of extra <laughs> footage waiting to be put back in. Yeah. Um, this this is it. Guys. I I love it. I mean, I just I'll keep mine short. I just I'm excited for when they bring Ghost Rider back to the MCU. He's obviously got a very, very good place. There's a lot of good outlets. I just want it. Yeah, same. This was super fun. I'm I'm in. I I would love to see Robbie Reyes get pulled back in, specifically Robbie Reyes. I I agree. I like this. I want to see Robbie Reyes. I like Ghost Rider as a concept and as a member of a team. I don't know if I'm on board for like extended runs of solo Ghost Rider stories, but but mm-hmm. yeah, like you bring me a you, you know. The, the heroes are down and we've already been introduced to Ghost Rider. And then all of a sudden a flaming motorcycle comes back and, and turns the tide of, of battle. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I'm going to love that every time I see it, but, but yeah, like, like you said, then we get things like ghost, ghost Panther and all the convoluted stories through the seventies and eighties. And I don't, and early two thousands. I don't know if I like that, but, but yeah, I like Ghost Rider. This was good. Good. Well, I'm glad you guys don't hate me at the end of this. I I worked really hard to make it consumable because trust me, man, like this is I love Ghost Rider a lot. And I think I said it off air that my my fanhood of Ghost Rider comes with a lot of picking and choosing the parts I I choose to care about, Um, Mm -hmm. because like all comic book heroes, you know, like the story's been pulled in a million different directions over 70 years and there are some things you can look back on and really love and some things you can look back on and wish it didn't happen. And the reality is that what's canon is wishy-washy at best. And you can like and enjoy whatever Ghost Rider stories you want without needing to accept the other ones. Uh, So if you really enjoyed this flavor text and you're looking for a place to jump in, I'll give you just a couple. Um, For one, if you're like, I want one hit of Ghost Rider. I want to take my one hit and I want to go home. <laughs> I really cannot recommend enough to you the 2007 Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie. It is a very good two-hour hit of this Ghost Rider story. It's got all you need to know. It's got a couple of the names that matter. It's got the right powers. And after that, who gives a shit, man? You don't need to read anything else. Watch that movie. You got it. Uh, if you're looking to read a book or two, I really like the Midnight Suns arc. Um, So you could pick up Ghost Rider Volume 3, number 28. That's where the Midnight Suns are formed. It's a really cool jumping off point. Um, And now that you know this, you don't really need to know all the backstory of how they got there. You just need to know that they're there. Or if you want to jump in on some more modern stuff, also big recommendation for Robbie Reyes and his story. Uh, So you can pick up Ghost Rider... I think it's I think it's just all new Ghost Rider is what his first book is called, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, it sounds right. Yeah, it's really good. Read it. Check it out. I like it a lot. And if you can slog through the first four seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., 
season four is where it gets good and you should watch that too because it's got ghost rider in it season so. season two is good season season two is where i think it like really picks up yeah season one the first and it's only and again it's and we've said it before it's, it's the, until win, the it, winter soldier thing yeah. until the winter soldier thing mm-hmm. smashes into the the story line it gets real good but um yeah it's like the first two-thirds of season one is the the sl- monster of the week slog yeah. and then it gets good yeah mm-hmm. all right well with all of that said and behind us thank you for listening in to debate this and one more huge thanks to patron connor aka thunder chicken for commissioning this episode of debate this you can follow along with our arguments on twitter facebook and instagram at debate this cast or on our website at debatethiscast.com. Like I said two and a half hours ago, and just a second ago, this was a commissioned episode. If you would like to commission your own flavor text or hang out with us on Discord and score some sweet bonus content for both Debate This and our second show, The Pluse is Loose, head on over to patreon.com slash debatethiscast. I have one last request for you. If you have someone in your life who you know secretly enjoyed the 2007 Nick Cage Ghost Rider movie, send them this podcast. I promise they need it. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. Uh, I'm Andrew. You came from heaven to earth to show the way, from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Mephisto, I lift your name on high. Two thumbs down, man. Two big (laughs) thumbs down. Um, I'm Todd. If Ghost Rider took over an American rapper in 2019, it would be Ghost Malone Thomas. And I'm Kyle. We went this whole episode without bringing up that the villain of the 2007 Ghost Rider movie was American Beauty's Wes Bentley Harper. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. Oh, yeah.